11 o'clock comics episode 214 Raw. Oh, I stepped on David No he didn't you, And you paused because you knew I was going to step all over you It feels like old times It does Raped him Get it David Dude it was all me and he asked for more. Please, man, I have some more rape. Give me more Absence, rape. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Seriously. I don't know about that. That doesn't apply in every situation. No. <laughs> it, he's right. He's right. I mean, I, I'd like to think it's a nice sentiment, but there are times where it's like, yeah. I'm like, not missing today, cancer today, today, much. today, David and I were, were remembering that we used to have a buddy who, who, was, who would participate on Twitter and the forums. Yeah. We, we've missed him lately. Oh, what? Dan? I actually, I thought <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's another one. We were thinking of someone a little closer to home. I got a, I got a, 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 a Dan paper cut uh, tweet today. And I was like, oh, it's Dan. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah really? Jesus. I love Dan. He's, he's nowhere to be found. I love him. He's, he's nowhere to be found on the main forum. He does love the monkey room. He does. The what? The monkeys room. The monkeys room. Oh, oh yeah, we need. Yeah, it's uh, it's been. Uh, we it's got probably time to switch that back. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's no, 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 no. I like it. Hmm. Okay, then. <laughs> I demand that. It, I demand that it stay. Man, well, guy, guy comes back from hiatus and makes demands. Instantly. Starts pissing in every corner we have. Cheapest. Oh, it's like around comics. Dude, I'm taking dumps in every corner of this joint. Hilarious. Chris, by the way, while you were gone, we decided to, uh, we got rid of the drink roll call. I know. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, uh, we have the new, the new manga minute. Well, it's actually but, more than a minute. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Especially when Vince has a book. A book. A book. A boot. Oh. Started a movie cast. How boot that? We did? <sighs> Who's in it? Ron, I guess. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's this? Huh? I thought he said movie cast. He said Morrissey cast, probably. No, movie oh. cast. He did say movie cast. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so it's a, yeah, and I didn't get to talk about Avengers, assholes. Right. Dude, I tried. I, dude, I had your back. Don't even. <laughs> I still want to talk we got to talk good? about it again? It's, really? It's, Are we, um, it's not uh, that good. Oh, please. I, I, heard please. That we cut, I heard that we cut the, uh, the commercials down to under 20 minutes at the beginning. No. We? No. Oh. We means us. You were gone. Well, we're Yo, back to one sponsor again. We had two for a while. There, we're back to one. So, hey everybody, it's eleven o'clock comics. Yay! The four are back together again. The boys and... are back in town. Yes, uh, the... it's like a fucking Who reunion tour up in here. I'm not going to be Pete. I'm oh. not being Pete. I'll be. I'll be. Even with all that shit you have but, on your computer, you're still I was not going to say you guys have a lot of things in common. Seriously, that's bullshit. That's nasty. And it was It's allegedly drawings. Allegedly, a drawing of a child having sex is not a child having sex. <laughs> it's a drawing. <laughs> See, you and Pete sound just like each other. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you should be. Art. It's art. It's art. It, it is. <laughs> it's research. It's research. Oh, for that uh, next hit. So, why is this comic book called Grass on the Field Play Ball? Um, <laughs> it's about baseball. Oi, Pappy. I'm Pete Townsend, a.k.a. Vince B. Wow. Yes, you are. And, uh, and I'm Christopher Neesman. It's good uh, to be uh, you. Oh, welcome back, buddy. I'm David Price. 
Uh, and I want to say welcome back to uh, I'm Larry Flint. <laughs> we a lot out of here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on. You got to appreciate that. That was my Larry Flint impersonation. It was pretty good. <laughs> you are you are not Larry Flint. I, I like it raw, just like Yes, Larry. you do. You are Jason Wood, everybody, back in the house. What's up? Yeah. In this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com, where you can get ridiculous slashed prices on your comics and collectibles. Listen to this. I can do this for one more week only. From Dark Horse, The Concrete, three uneasy pieces, one shot by Mr. Paul Chadwick. You'll get it for a buck forty-nine. That's fifty percent off cover price. And the second wave of the books in the Before Watchmen series. That's Minuteman number two, Silk Spectre number two, Comedian number two, and David. What's the other one? I don't know. Ozymandias number one. Oh, he was trying to trick you. See that? I was. Okay, okay sushi. I was being, I've always called her sushi. I don't care if it's right, wrong. Just like today, it was driving me crazy. Uh, Google had the, the, uh, the keyboard. I, the yes, MIDI, the keyboard. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. and everyone and their brothers teaching you the correct pronunciation of what I call Moog. It's spelled Moog. I'm going to say Moog. I don't care how it's pronounced. To me, it's Moog. I don't care. It's Moog. Uh, Fifteen ninety six cover price. You can get it for seven ninety eight. Look at that. And from Boom Adventure Time, Marceline and the Screen nice. Queens, number yeah, one, a dollar ninety nine. I finally got issue number one today. Third printing, but I don't care. From Oni Scott Pilgrim Color Hardcover Volume One of Six Precious Little Life is only twelve dollars and forty nine cents. You will find it cheaper nowhere else. Nowhere, bitches. Twelve forty nine. Get it hardcover. Uh, and it's Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Go there. Yeah. And if you're going there for the first time, you can get an extra 8% off your already Wumba discounts by entering the following code in the manicured trough. What is it, David? EOC8. EOC8. Get you another 8%. Do it. dcbservice.com. Let's move on. Yes. Drink roll call. Oh, I'm rusty. Um, a little bit. Vince, what are you drinking? I'm doing a, a triple play this week. Basically, it's everything that I got left over, a bunch of stragglers. I'm drinking Yingling, traditional uh -huh. lager, extra gold, slow-brewed lager, and right okay. now I'm drinking Miller Frickin' Light. There we go. Oh, hey now. Wow. Is it heinous? No, I said hey now. Well, oh. I've, heard, I've heard of three wise men. That sounds like three dipshits in an alley. It's wet and it goes down my yeah. throat. Oh That's man, all I, I care. Bring like Kyle Rear. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, I love that on Twitter. It's whenever David gives a little Twitter hug because you know, I threw out a, it's Hal. It's always been Hal. And he's like, oh, 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 I love you. Uh, so, David, what are you drinking? Uh, well, in honor of uh, Christopher's triumphant, hopefully triumphant return to uh, to the <laughs> show, uh, I am having what is now. My uh, my favorite Kentucky bourbon whiskey. Ooh. I finally got my hands on a bottle of Maker's Forty Six. Oh, oh yeah, I saw the, I saw you mention that. How you, you it is it is just I've I've had it straight up right now. I'm having it on on mm. the rocks, but I I, I <laughs> have with pretty much I, I haven't mixed it with with seltzer with I haven't added anything to it yet. I just I'm enjoying it. It's really good. Um, what's the proof on it? It is 
94 proof. Okay. It would probably make a, a good Manhattan. Out of okay. That. So it's, a, it's a big enough proof that would kind of stand up to the vermouth. So, yeah, try the try, uh, try a Manhattan. That's, that's, I shall. It's my favorite, my favorite bourbon uh, um, mixed drink. So. You got it. Um, Before he goes to Atlantic City on the bus, he likes to have a Manhattan. Bus. That's right. <laughs> it's, one of my, it's one of my favorite um, uh, cheers moments is uh, uh, – Somebody comes in and and uh, it may have been uh, Norm, and uh, it says, "Sam, what's a what's a no? It was uh, it was Fraser. He goes, I feel like a loser. Sam, what's a drink for a loser? And Sam looks at uh, I think his name was <laughs> Phil. He was the old guy that was you know kind of always hanging around in the Real bar. Real uh, father, yeah. Who just like never ever talked. Mm-hmm. It's like Phil, what are you drinking? He says, a Manhattan. He's like, all right. <laughs> So wrong. Loser's drink. Uh, Jason, how about you? Well, I too wanted to do a little something, something in honor of your triumphant return. So I put aside the beer for the week, and uh, I am drinking a whiskey sour. Nice. What kind of whiskey? Yes, sir. Jameson. Okay. That's what I had. I gotta do what I. I gotta use what I got. Yeah. No, it's good though. Yeah, it's actually really good. Mm -hmm. That's my. That's my favorite hot toddy whiskey. Uh, yes, I, I, I recall that. <laughs> um, I am, Marta and I are both trying to live uh, cleaner, healthier lifestyles, and so I'm having a uh, uh, a coconut LaCroix, the carbonated water, uh, coconut flavored with a, a splash of Smirnoff, so a little, little basically vodka and coconut tonic. So this walkabout was a, one of a spiritual awakening, too, it sounds like. <laughs> spiritual. Spir- Spiritual, physical, um, yeah, yeah. It was just, uh, yeah, just a nice, uh, a nice kind of vacation and refocusing. And you know, there there are just times in your life where you feel out of sorts about stuff, and you're you're not uh, not pulling joy from places that you need to, and and you just kind of need to, to recalibrate and refocus and um, clean some closets, that kind of shit. So yeah, that it was good. Much. Come out of some others. Yeah, I get you. Uh, 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 I was talking about Vince. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, shit! A lot happened while I was gone. But no, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was a good. Uh, a good month. So thanks for being understanding. And it sounds like you guys had some really fun guests. Fun. On. Thanks for being understanding. Like we had a friggin' choice. No, you had. No choice. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, thanks, guys. <laughs> no, we had a good time. We could have no, we, we, it. It, it was. It was. Would cool. it have we gotten got us to, we got to have a What's that? It doesn't matter. Doesn't, it it would have, but it would have, it, it would have, it, it would have been, a, it would have been a release for you. If you wanted to bitch about it, you could have been. Listen, then are you do you. Now I'm just. I, this is now this I do me. Side, and this is how I feel about it. And it would have been. I mean, would Crystal have, have gone on to walk about? Sure, Absolutely. but at least you would have felt better about expressing yourself. We. We love our brother, so you know if he needs. I mean, it, the same thing would have happened to anybody but you, Vince. If anybody needed time off, it'd be no problem. So <laughs> it's it's cool. Hey, so it's what were you going to say, Jason, when I stepped on you? Uh, I have I probably actually forget, but um, I was going to say no, no. I was just going to say that uh, that that uh, it was cool because yeah, we did have a good chance to get some some fun people on to talk. Oh, I mean, yeah. Not that they couldn't have come on with Chris too, but uh, but no, it was cool. I mean, it was. Uh, I think we have a good person scheduled for next week too, don't we? Uh, don't don't say it. Don't say it. We do, yes. We do. So it's mm. going to be fun. This week will be real cool. fun. Next week will be real fun. It's all fun from here on in. Okay. 
Fun before, fun, fun as after. We, as we marched, uh, marched triumphantly through our, fo- our, our fourth, e- well, our, the start of our fifth year together. Jesus. Cool. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Hey, can we uh, talk comics soon? Because it's... Yes. Oh, good. Yes. Why don't you go, well, then? You know, kind of, kind of what, I was gonna, what I was going to say is, is that, um, you know, this is another example of, of why podcasts, I think, are, are important for, for some comic book fans, myself included, is that, you know, I remember in, in the early 90s, whenever, you know, I was you know, started going to college and comics became less important, and I walked away from, from the hobby for a while, and it was just kind of by chance that, you know, I stumbled into a comic shop one day and started picking stuff up again. And and I and I think now, you know, podcasts are good to keep people interested. Even if you're not reading, if you want to take a break for a little while, you can still catch up with podcasts and, and so it's kinda of nice to, to keep, you know, the on the periphery of stuff. So I think that's kinda of cool. But one of one of the books that was just coming out whenever I came back to comics uh, is one that I missed and I've, I've been kicking myself uh, about it for, for years and it's kind of hard to, um, and daunting to get all of the issues for it even though I knew it was awesome but Marvel was kind enough to package everything into a gargantuan and I mean I think it's their biggest omnibus that they've put out to date uh, I spent a big chunk of my walkabout reading the complete ecstatics omnibus ooh nice, nice. yes fin- finished it up yesterday actually um, I finished the ecstatics part uh, up I have still got to uh, read the dead girl miniseries mm-hmm. that was uh, uh, Milligan with uh, uh, Dragota pencils and and all red inks on it so I'm going to read that uh, here this weekend but um, man first of all what big old monster bull balls <laughs> they had to take a series like X Force, which you know, I don't know what the sales numbers were. I don't know what the general vibe and feel of of X Force was up to issue one fifteen. But to do what they did to change course so dramatically, to bring in an artist like Mike Allred, who probably at the time is not a guy that stylistically you would think of as as an X Men artist. And to do what they did in this series was I I I don't know as it took DC a lot of balls for the whole fifty two thing, but I think we all know that was kind of kind of a desperation move for for Casada and Axel Alonso uh, and, and the rest of the the people in the X office at Marvel to do this with X Force big balls. Big big balls. Yeah, but I don't think the book was selling gangbusters before the switch, so it's like right. they they didn't really have that much to lose. Yeah, they didn't have to lose, right? Yeah, but still, I mean, to 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 take somebody like Mike Allred, who you only knew from Madman, I yeah. he wasn't he wasn't. It, it'd be as if it'd be the same thing if, if Jeff Smith all of a sudden started, you know, doing something for Marvel or DC at that time. I mean, yeah. you only knew yeah. him from Bone. So who was who was the guy he uh, came on after? It wasn't Bennis? Was it? It was it was a Bennis like artist, wasn't it? The 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 I I don't know who who did the 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 lead up to to Allred. 
and Milgram. Mm, I this. have them. I don't know. It's it's it looks like a very yeah. Venice. I think I think that's a that, yeah. that's a trivia question for the ages. I mean, it's, this, it's, this this would be like this would be like Jim Lee leaving JLA and Jeff Lemire drawing the Justice League. You know, <laughs> you know, right. we would love that, but you know, Justice League fans would lose their shit. Um, yeah. And and I love Allred, but I can. But you know, and, and you know who filled in for Allred occasionally? Oh man, there's so many awesome people. Darwin Cook yep. did, and you know, and then you've got J Bone, uh, mm-hmm. who's got a Darwin Cook's uh, anchor uh, on a lot of stuff. And Duncan um, Figueroa. Duncan Figueroa. I was, I was like, holy crap! Yeah, there's a Paul Pope issue. It was like Marvel's <laughs> indie book with in, in, yeah. in the mutant universe. That's awesome. Didn't so Jay, by the way, Jay be Stevens do one too. Uh, I think be. so. Jay Stevens, I think, did hmm. too. The um the artist leading up to the uh book was uh Jose Luis Pereira, George Luke, okay. Jorge Lucas. Okay. Okay. And uh, remember who wrote it? I totally forgot that this guy wrote this book. Wow. Was it Warren Ellis? Didn't Ian Ellis? Edginton. E oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Which shocks me. There's Ellis, um, Ellis did uh Excalibur, sorry. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. um some Sean Phillips yeah. in here. Um yeah, I mean it's there's there's all sorts of awesomeness in here, and one of the um, one of the things that not one of the things, a lot of the things that I love about this book is in the late '90s and and early 2000s how socially conscious it is without being without that being totally in the front. I mean, it is. A weird and wacky mutant book first, but there's so much social commentary and so much social relevance in this, but it's done in a very entertaining way, and and it's it's not ham-fisted. Um, if it ever is ham-fisted, it's incredibly intentional, and I mean, it's it. The book does go over the top, but you know it's in the late '90s. It's addressing uh, homosexuality. Probably in ways that it hadn't been addressed in comics up up to that point in mainstream comics, uh, as far as just kind of the nonchalant way that characters in the book are gay, and it's they just are. Um, which you know, how much have we learned or not learned now? As we you know have pre, you know press releases that that DC is going to unveil a gay character. You know who gives a fuck? Yeah, well, you're right about that. And it, you're right, and I do think, but I I think we have big to, fucking deal. So yes, but I don't think it was a a a press release. So it was. I think the way it came about is it was a question asked at at Kapow last weekend, and it was just part of the Dio's response. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, so they ran with it. It's slow news week or whatever. It's like, oh, they're reintroduced. But yeah. you're right. I mean, it, it really isn't something that... And that's me speaking. I don't think it was a press release, so you're right. But they're making a big deal out of it. Absolutely. Yeah, they're running with it. It's it's in the news, so it's yeah. it's fine. But yeah, you've got characters in this book that, that are, are gay, and that's fine. Um, it has a huge focus. For people that haven't read Ecstatics, it kind of what the book is about is a team of of mutants who are very loosely affiliated with Xavier um but are really more owned by um a multi-billionaire that made his money I I don't know in software or something and they are a reality TV 
um, superhero group that takes jobs to go on missions. So they were they were tapping into the reality TV uh, vein long before it became you know one out of every you know four shows on on network TV. And so I thought it was way ahead of its time. And I, you know, I think, you know, real world was out, uh, on, on MTV and you were starting to get some reality TV stuff, but uh, it, it's so ahead of the curve in, in how ridiculous reality TV has gotten what they were saying in, in 99 and 2000 as, you know, in comparison to what's happening now. So I, I just, I, I was constantly blown away by how ahead of the curve this book was on a lot of its commentary. And even ahead of a lot of comics today. Yeah. I just wish that Marvel didn't get cold feet. What uh, do you mean cold feet? Oh, with they, the Diana? With, yeah, with the Princess Diana uh, return. How, uh, uh, what was it? The, some, oh. some, the, the, the British got all up in arms because... The, they, the it, Henry, it, Henry, Henrietta Hunter? Yeah, it got leaked that they were going to bring Princess Di back from the dead as a mutant superhero. And Marvel kind of got a little queasy and they changed they made uh milligan and and uh, allred changed the story uh yeah. the character to that henrietta uh pop star person and i kind of wish they did the princess die thing which is funny because i did not know that and i like i said i finished this up yesterday and there was a reference i dead girl uh, made a reference to to Henrietta and referred to her as a princess die lookalike with a wig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so my and it's oh, kind of weird okay. though. The, the, I mean, how many times have we seen stories from both Marvel and DC where Kennedy is brought back in some way? Yeah, and but that's okay. I mean, the man was was violently killed, like Princess Di. But it's okay to bring Kennedy back, but we can't mess with Princess Di. Like, well, you know, at the time it was that 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 was a little. It bit was rawer. fresh. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. was yes. You know, not, you know, it's like uh, too soon. Yeah, too soon. Um, but that's what makes it good. Well, that's what makes it shocking because it's too soon. I don't see. Yeah, I don't know if it makes it good. <clears throat> I mean, because because Miller tries to be shocking, and well. <laughs> I mean, in, well, in, in the hands I, of a good writer like Milligan, it would well, be good. And, and right? No, I agree. What they yeah. what they were doing with with homosexuality in the comic is that it was it was there, but it was handled in a in a really smart and entertaining way, and it was done. Yeah, yeah. The the Princess Di thing would have been more for social commentary, like the reality TV stuff, which I I think you know at that point you know Diana was a a product of the the paparazzi in a lot of ways you know or or the our our impression of her so i can see that being a a really strong source of yeah. of inspiration I mean, for them you, you, yeah. you bring up kennedy and i mean that was an assassination whereas you know with, with diane it was just it, it was it was a stupid accident and something that didn't was it need, no, nobody no, yeah nobody nobody needed uh-huh. to yeah conspiracy boy no, nobody nobody needed that to ha- I, I can understand you know for whatever reasons, if if people believe, you know J- JFK to have to be done away with, but the, the it's I really can't compare the two other than they were both ultra famous and and and, 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 died, and died violent deaths. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of dying violent deaths, that's one of the things that makes this entire series awesome. <laughs> is that no care no character is safe. And major spoilers for the first issue, 
uh, they kill the entire team except for two people. <laughs> right off, right, right off the damn bat. It's you know, it's like when has in a, in a first issue they had a, a complete team basically eviscerated except for for two two members. I'm talking like what they killed five or I think five members of the new team, and and you're basically left with a couple bit players, and then they have to kind of start from scratch in in issue two, and then throughout, I mean, constantly throughout the series they'll introduce characters and they might stick around for 10 issues 15 issues they may die that issue they i mean the it's almost like being the drummer for spinal tap in in (laughs) in how how often um characters are are done away with there's there's a character that uh is one of the um not Originals, but but comes along in the second or third issue as one of the you know really kind of founding members uh, of the first run, and he's around for God, I don't want to say thirty issues almost, and they just yes they do not a big deal is made out of it. It's it's you know it's not even on the cover. You know, in this issue, a character dies, which would have been really funny in Ecstatics. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a fairly important character, and they just he dies, and it's it's hardly even mentioned after that, except in you know a couple a couple you know random throw in um, lines. So yeah, it's which I I I dug that, and you know all the characters knew that 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 no one walks away from this team. So I absolutely absolutely loved sitting down and spending the time and taking the time to really enjoy ecstatics and in in that respect though then the the whole you know you never know who's going to make it out of it and and strike force mortuary was very much like that mm-hmm. although it was they were manufactured and it was a little bit different but i can't think of i mean except for maybe spawn who has a an who has a limited supply as far as magic or life source, whatever you want to call it. I can't think of off the top of my head too many comics or characters where there's, they, they kind of have that built in right from the get. I mean, yeah, Batman could, you know, a sniper could take him out or Spider-Man, you know, while they're swinging around town. But as far as that, well, with Strikeforce Moratorium, that was kind of built to it because you never know when it could happen. But with Ecstatics, which I, Sadly, still haven't read, but I don't know if was that something that they were. Was that a surprise when the first one happened, or was it something where you know you just you you could have expected it as, as a reading? <laughs> uh, the uh, with characters dying, yeah. Uh, no, because a lot of the characters, almost every character, is just a selfish and and but uh, antihero doesn't even kind of begin a lot of the characters are more interested in their curating and their popularity than they are in being heroes Um, that is uh, being a hero is their job and they get paid for it and there's a lot of competition for who are the most popular uh, people on the team and it's to the point that even in the first issue they don't necessarily sometimes they'll even plot to um hurry the uh expiration date of other teammates so oh. i mean 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's. Uh, whenever they first start, it is not a a huggy kissy team. I mean, there's that they're they're pretty deplorable people actually, and yeah. uh, and 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 so Guy Smith, the orphan, um, kind of becomes the the moral compass to the team, um, but even his character changes a lot over the. Uh, over the course of the of the series, uh, to the point that um, you know he does something pretty pretty radical in kind of what I'd call the last arc, or the, the you know the last uh, um, the last third of the of uh, of the story, and uh, you know he's he's an odd character uh, anyway. It's you you kind of find it hard to root for him, even though he's obviously the protagonist of the of the series. I mean, wh- Vince, what's your take on 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 Guy? Needs a bathtub full of clear sill. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's got serious skin problems. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a it's a really interesting character design. Yeah, yeah um, it, I he kind of looks like Allred to me. Whenever I see that character, I always think of Allred because he's uh-huh. he kind of has the same physical characteristics: the blonde and the and the very very handsome face. Um, orphan, I don't know, kind of conflicted. Between um, doing what was what he wanted to do and what was expected of him, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, not what I would call the best choice for leader, right? He's melodramatic. He's uh, yeah, he's kind of weepy, kind of kind of Morpheus like in some. He was emo ways. before we knew what emo was. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. A lot of this book is is very slacker esque, yes. which is yeah. is is kind of I, I I would almost assume that this would not have been Jason's thing. It probably wasn't back in the day, but I would yeah. guess you like it now. Exactly right. Yeah, when yeah. I first read it, I was. Plus, also, you have to remember what a huge. I was a big fan of the status quo of that mm-hmm. of, of X Force. Yeah. You know, so this was an abrupt. I mean, this was not the day when this was not the time when we had. Uh, uh, well, I guess we had previews, but we didn't have you know websites and a twenty four hour news cycle. So this was pretty abrupt for me. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> and as you guys know, I I, I was a, a uh, I was slow to come around on the all red train too. So when I first read this, I was like, what is this? <laughs> but what? that's it though. But a lot the, of people what? like that. Yeah. But being a, um, a Marvel completist at the time, I, I, it, I didn't stop buying it. You know, I bought every issue and read it and complained about it. You know, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> stop buying it. You know what I mean? So I actually have read this completely through twice, you know, because because I read it that that first time and didn't like it at all, and then and then a few years later, went back and reread it and adored it. So yeah, you know, oh my he, god, this is this is brilliant. There's another book that kind of approximates the furor that erupted over Ecstatics, and that is New Warriors. Remember when Scotty Young started oh, the New Warriors? Yeah. Oh, yeah. there were oh, and, uh, uh, Zeb Wells and Zeb Wells. Yeah. People wanted blood. I mean, they were. Yeah. What is this? And it was kind of the same kind of reaction for Ecstatics. And I think Ecstatics was even more so, more, more, more vocal. Because I mean, it was a bigger book, right? Than than New, New Warriors. But the thing yeah. with yeah, it was a bigger book. But New Warriors carried over the characters from that original um, Eric Robertson and Mark Bagley drawn series, whereas Ecstatics pretty much entirely. New characters created for that and, series, and oddly enough, didn't New Warriors also have the reality TV theme when it, mm-hmm. when it restarted? Oh, hey, did it when 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 the Scotty? Because I, I I remember I think that, so. that, well, that that was that Scotty. Civil War. I remember that. I remember they were part of the reality. They, they were being filmed, which is yeah. when 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 Stanford yeah. happened for Civil War. 
Yeah, but, but that, that would have been, been, been like, The series was all about them being on a reality show, and there was Tiger Shark. I remember they had to like do a home invasion and get Tiger Shark out of a... Yeah, and the ghost <laughs> was in it with the monkeys, right? Yeah, yeah, but I don't... Was that Scotty that did that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Was, okay, yeah. I guess I didn't really know Scotty then, so I didn't really put two and two together. Who, who was yeah. the one with the skateboard? Um, Night Thrasher. He was the leader. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, I could see how I, people would be holding to a character like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you're uh, if you're interested in picking up any of this ecstatic stuff, um, uh, I would run, don't walk because it is now, I believe it's out of print. Yeah, it's, no uh, kidding. Uh, yeah, but uh, I would, and I have the omnibus too, and, and love it, and, and agree with you, it's awesome to have. But I would say that this is one of those. Um, you can pick up and yeah, this is one of those collections where owning the omnibus is very much a vanity thing because we want to have it on our shelf. Like it's, you can get every single one of these issues for for a dollar know, or not, less. Yeah, a dollar exactly. I mean, if you go to a con, you can find the complete run. I'm sure for less than a buck a piece. So yeah. uh, and the, the omnibus, just so uh, just so you know, it collects uh, X Force one sixteen through one twenty nine. Brotherhood number nine, Ecstatics one through twenty six, uh, Wolverine Dupe, which is um, drawn by uh, Darwin Cook and is awesome. Uh, and that's a, a two issue mini. And uh, Ecstatics presents Dead Girl one through five, which I still need to uh, to read. And then uh, X Men Unlimited number forty one. And um, uh, wait, do you read X- that? Uh, I Heart Marvel, My Mutant Heart, and Nation X number four. So it is, it's a big omnibus. It's 125 bones if you find it. Um, but it's, it's got a lot of material in it. Have you it ever read The Brotherhood? I think it lasted nine or ten issues. Have you ever read that series? No. Mm-mm. Oh, I love that. It's Sean Phillips. And um, mm-hmm. the writer, I don't know if we ever found out who it was. Wasn't it Mr. X was the writer and, and there was a question <laughs> of uh, his identity and it was never really revealed who wrote that thing? Did we ever find out who wrote The Brotherhood? I don't recall. It's a great series. Really good. Very much in the vein of uh, Ecstatics. Well, you got the one issue in there. You can pick it, pick up the tone. It's, it's, it's similar to ex- mm-hmm. Ecstatics. Not visually. Okay. But in in uh, thematically, it's kind of close. They're they're yeah. mutant um, terrorists, in other words. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh. Okay. The, oh, and the, um, uh, the mm-hmm. go ahead. No, no, no. I'll, I'll wait you there. Oh, I was just going to last note. Um, the the coloring job on the omnibus is phenomenal. It looks great. It looks beautiful. Laura colored it. Yes. Yeah. Well, Laura colored the original. I mean, did they did they stay true to her? Did it, it uh, wasn't one that was recolored like the. Simon's Thor's omnibus was it? It's just it, it's the first time that I think this has probably been presented on you know, fairly decent paper, and yeah. it's just really vibrant and nice. The, the, it just it's very pop art, you know, and that's a way to kind of describe Allred's art. It's very pop art, and it's very you know, rich and vibrant, and yeah, it, the the whole thing looks beautiful. I, I, I it's think it's I think it's great that were we going I was going to say it's a Marvel pop art masterpiece. Aww. that's I think that's what it says on the back uh, on the back cover. That was the little blurb they used to use in the box by the yeah. in the corners back in the in the sixties. Sixties. Oh, okay. Oh, check okay. it, check it. Let's. Uh, I, I I always get a kick out of that that um, Laura colors Mike's work and and Mike 
Allred relies on his wife because he is colorblind, and it's just it's it's what they oh, really. I did not do. That. Oh, I didn't know it, he was colorblind. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that's like crazy. A, like a dog, like a dog, like a dog. Um, <laughs> but speaking of uh, ecstatics, just real quick, it was just a cameo. Went by real quick, uh, but Dupe appeared in a recent episode of uh, Disney XD's Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> really? No yes, kidding. he did. Yeah, he did. Well, that's kind of hot. It's neat, yeah. Dupe's that's the one thing I didn't take the time to do was um, decipher uh, any of Dupe's. <laughs> oh, you have to. I know. And I, Shoop-a-doop. There is a key. There's a Dupe translator key out yeah. there. You can't handle the Dupe. He's a, he's a little smartass, and oh, uh, if I if I remember correctly, that Ultimate X Men issue that Dupe appears, he's pretty vicious when he wants to be too. Wait, you see what happens in that? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, he fucks some people up. Oh, yeah. It. For for a green potato, that's it's pretty nasty. <laughs> it's almost starts a war. Dupe was like, Dupe was like, if I would have known it was that kind of party, I would have stuck my dupe in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> my dupe. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got, I've got one, one more, one more kind of big read. What the hell? It's like you were away or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I can talk about it now. We can come back to it. It's Let's a, come back to you. We'll we'll spread it around a little bit. Okay, yeah, sp- spread the love. That's right. Damn. <laughs> I mean, we're happy to have you back and all, but jeez, stop. Oh, yeah, kidding. we we need uh, someone to keep Chris in check. Yeah, yeah, we don't want you know some some manga monster. Manga. Uh, well, Seven since, minutes of manga uh, times ten. Since uh, we're Mine's getting manga-ized. close to, um, I don't, I don't think Vince should go just yet because I'm probably no. always talking about it. So you I go, David. Jason. No, you go, David. Jason goes. You well, go, girl. I, I never understand you, David. You you start talking. We're all ready for you to go, and then you say, "I want someone else to go." What's up? And with then that? he throws the hot potato. How about that? It's what he does. It's good. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that Vince gonna get crazy, so someone else should go. I was. What nominated. does Jason have? Let's find that out first before we make a decision. Oh, all right. I, mean, I don't know. What well, I, have. I mean, I'll tell you. I mean, in a way, I guess I'm keeping with the theme because I, I was going to talk a little Marvel myself. Nicely done. So. Um, Again, it's a little bit of a running theme thus far in 2012 is uh, is my my attempt to cure my embarrassingly ridiculous regime pile, most of which is long runs of Marvel books that I let pile up. Um, you know, I've talked about Iron Man, I've talked about Captain America, so I was feeling re-engaged with the concept of the Avengers after the fantastic film experience. Oh man, so well, you gotta go. No, 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 no. So, no you stay, stay, stay put. So, so what I decided to do was I had an inordinate amount of Avengers-related books that were stacked up. So um, I, I still couldn't bring myself to, to jump back into the Avengers proper titles. They're still sitting there, kind of daunting at, at this point. But what I did decide to do is read some of the ancillary titles that are, uh, at least in, in, in a passing way, related or similar. Uh, and what that really came down to is a big chunk to keep me current on both uh, Thunderbolts and the Avengers Academy. Um, so I really want to just I want to give a specific shout out to Avengers Academy because uh, it's just one of those books that's a blast. And I is that I hope, uh, is that Christos? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I hope people are reading it. Um, I, I think they must. I be. Ha- see, it's funny because I. 
this is one of the books that I do have piled up. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I can't wait for you to get into it because it's, it's one thing that I do want to read. And it's, it's part – the reason I had it piled up and I, I can't wait to get to it is because of all the, the pileups you've been getting to. So it's – yeah, go on. I'm sorry. No, no, that's cool. So so I, I think I talked about this book like when it was first coming out and said it was fun. And, and that was um, – the, the, the initial conceit of the book was that uh, coming off of the, the, um, the Norman Osborn period of time, um, a number of, of Avengers um, – there were there was a group of young, superpowered creature or not creatures, so young superpowered people that uh, that were told that they were handpicked because of their power to be to because of the potential that they had in to be great heroes, and so uh, Hank Pym, uh, Tigra, um, Quicksilver, uh, Vance Astrovic, uh, Jocasta, and then. Um, Speedball, actually, hilariously enough. Fantastro? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Astro Justice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, they, they become um, the teachers to this Avengers Academy. And the first members, as I said, there's a small group. It's, uh, I guess, six of them? Yeah, so there's six of them. And, and they're all completely... Well, five of them are completely new characters. Um, the, the sixth is, is Reptile, who was brought in from the... Um, the now defunct uh, Avengers cartoon or Marvel superheroes cartoon, the superhero squad. You may remember in the mm-hmm. superhero squad, they had, uh, it was the little mini versions of, of a lot of the Marvel characters. And they'd introduced a new character named reptile. And he was this young guy who could turn into a red dinosaur. Actually, so, um, I do am I wrong about this? I think his first appearance was actually in a, uh, issue of, um, Oh crap. Uh, the, the initiative. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? Civil You're right. War, this year, Avengers Initiative. You're right, sir. Okay, excellent. Um, okay, well, so there you go. So, see, so he's he's the sixth member. The other the other five, I believe, are new members completely. Um, there's an Asian girl uh, named uh, Jennifer, and I guess she goes by Hazmat. And she has the power to um, she can generate radiation of any type. Um, but the, the downside is that she kind of has a rogue thing going on, or she can't control it, like a radioactive man thing going on. She can't control her power, so she has to be put into this suit, and the suit prevents her from any kind of physical contact with anybody. There is a girl named Finesse, who's probably my favorite character. She's got what they call an eidetic memory, which I guess is very, very similar to the Taskmaster, in that anything she sees or reads or visualizes, she can do forever. So she's not super powered, just like Taskmaster. You know, she doesn't have anything over, but she's you know peak, peak physical condition and also unbelievably intelligent because anything again that she sees or reads once she she knows or can do. Um, there's the requisite tank, which is a guy named Metal, and he is um, he's got red. He's a red metallic. He looks like Colossus, only with a skeletal face, but he can't turn back to be human. At least to this point, he's he's a big med, red metal guy. So he too has intimacy issues because he can't really feel anything. Um, then there's the reptile, and he's kind of the team leader. He's a familiar trope in that he's the young, optimistic, positive teen hero, not dissimilar to like a Spider-Man or a, you know, a, a Nova. He's, he's that kind of guy. He's the one that cracks the jokes and is naturally the nice one of the group. Um, there's um, the, the, dickhead, the dickhead of the group is this, Kid Brandon, he's he's known as Striker. He he's uh, got electricity powers. Um, and then there's a, a girl named Madeline who goes by Vale, and she, I guess you 
in the simple way you could say she's got like the ability to be intangible, but it's it's not really quite like that. She she it's hard to if you haven't seen it, it's hard to describe. But basically, when she she can uncoil herself. So like when she's flying or floating, she looks almost like a a coiled string that's been like wound about, you know. Um, and anyway, so you're introduced to these characters, and they're brought together, and they're to be trained. But what you find out very quickly, so I'm not giving away much, is that um, Norman Osborn hadn't highlighted these people, these kids, because of their potential to be great heroes. He f- identified them as having enough um, psychological imbalance in their past or their experiences that they were the <laughs> most likely to be corrupted into really significant, deadly villains. And nice. Hank Kim knows this, so their goal is to try and create, you know, it's nature versus nurture. Can you turn these these kids who, if left alone, would likely become very dangerous villains, could you make them good people through nurture? And, of course, they discover that that's the truth, and then there's that dynamic between them now, because you know that they now know, it's kind of, they now think of themselves as that they have no future, because that they're going to end up being evil, and there's, each one of them has their own kind of push and pull, is uh, you know, some of them think, no, I'm going to be a hero. Like, this is great. I, I, I'm going to never let myself be like that. Others of them kind of take the stance of, well, fuck it. You know, I'm, I'm going to be a villain and I'm going to be a villain, you know? Um, and that's how the first maybe two arcs of the story go. And it's really focused on them and the, and the teachers. Um, and it's terrific. You know, it's, I think Christos Gage does a great job of, um, it's tough sometimes in this day and age to introduce new characters, especially in the Marvel or DC universe. And unlike, say, the, um, um, oh God, the name escapes me. The uh, what's the name of the uh, the characters that Hickman did? Uh, Secret Warriors. Unlike those characters, where I really couldn't remember half the time, like who was who and what they were. <laughs> um, you really can. I mean, each of these characters is easily identifiable. They're you know you they stand out from the crowd. You get a sense of their personalities, not just their powers. Um, and it kind of goes you like have, that. you have fun getting to know the characters because yeah, absolutely, you absolutely, don't have preconceived notions of who they are. Exactly, and where I think it's strongest is that for a long time, uh, it just focuses on itself. You know, they don't get pulled into the rest of the Marvel universe too quickly. Where that took a turn is when the third arc rolls around, and that's the requisite fear itself period. And so, as with every Marvel book, they do get pulled into the fear itself a bit. Um, and have to fight um, the the Hulk, uh, the, you know, who's becomes one of the the uh, oh right right one of the the the, the hammer wielders, um, and, and that's you know it's again it's it's uh, as far as the pull, the, the tie-ins went it was it was it was good it, it wasn't it wasn't like it didn't completely derail the story, but it did still feel a little forced you know so to Gage's credit um, right at the right as fear itself wraps up he flips the entire premise on its head and basically expands Avengers Academy to being um, a, a true academy you know for all young heroes who need or want training um, and it's pretty badass because the uh, Infinity Mansion which David knows was the place that Hank Pym and the Mighty it. Avengers hung out at um, yep something happens to that so they need a new location so Pym relocates them to drumroll please the Avengers West Coast Manor Nice. <laughs> which nice. has basically been on mothballs since they cl- closed down the Avengers West Coast. So they reopened Avengers West Coast, and this flood of young heroes arrived to be trained. And it's a great collection. It's a lot of people that we've seen before, but in lots of different books. Like um, Julie Power comes aboard, you know, yeah. from Power Pack. Um, cool. Uh, David's boy Power Man, the new Power Man, Victor Alvarez, joins. Ah, nice. Um, Robert Farrell, otherwise known as Rocket Racer. 
joins um, <laughs> the 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 new She-Hulk, Lyra, the young you know the the young girl that now goes by She-Hulk. She's on the team. Um, Spider Girl, Anya Corazon joins the team. Um, the new White Tiger joins the team. Probably the one that's the most obscure, but made me chuckle. Um, Wiz Kid joins the team. Remember from um, from uh, from the. Uh, uh, Fallen Angels, remember from? Oh my God! Remember the the Japanese kid that has the two pet lobsters? Remember? So he he joins the team. Um, and, and ever since that was in issue number twenty one, and then so for like the last six to eight months, it's been um them training this broader group of kids, and and the dynamics change because of that, but it's still been a lot of fun. I mean, I think um there's the the, the new dynamic lends itself to a lot more sight gags. You know, lots of uh, of, of little cameos and. Uh, other Avengers popping in for a lesson here or there. So if you take that and then you take like Wolverine and the X-Men right now, you've got this really nice set of books that focus on the young heroes and in a positive way that's kind of harkens back to the time when I was most into superhero comics where mm-hmm. they're they're getting into adventures. The adventures aren't too in-depth or drawn out. No. They're just like, you know, not to say villain of the week. It's, but it, it's, what, it's what made Spider-Man revolutionary at the time and yeah yeah is that you you know for you know for us anyway whenever we were reading x-men and and teen titans well you know what we were 14 15 16 years old and so were they and so exactly exactly yeah it's it's neat to kind of have that feeling again yeah and it doesn't you know again it doesn't say i mean i'm not going to say that this stuff breaks tremendous amounts of new ground but i think as with any kind of big two superhero book these days there's very little new groundbreaking. So what I think you have to judge by is, do they do what's been done before in a good way? Do they execute against it? And I think from that perspective, they really do. And Vince, I, I would say, I know this is probably well low on something that you're going to be rushing to try out, but I would tell you that the art was really been quite good. I mean, um, Tom Rainey did the Fury itself issues, but then um, Sean Chen takes over, and then lately it's been um, it's been Tom Grummet. And his stuff oh, has been. I like Tom Grummet. I like yeah, Tom Grummet. Not a like lot. Tom Grummet. You don't like Tom Grummet? I love Tom. No, Grummet. how can you not? I was going to say, um, his stuff's been really beautiful, and so um, I'm just having a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I just I, again, if 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 people are, a lot of people complain about how the the, the quote unquote big books just don't have them anymore, and um, you know maybe a little change of 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 character and and not feeling burdened by these histories we have with some of these characters can really help you know, solve because it, it has for me. So um, I would huh. give this one a big thumbs up. And I'm not going to get into detail on Thunderbolts other than to say that uh, it too has been a blast. And, um, you know, Declan Shalvey and Kev Walker have very, you know, I think pretty different styles. And they alternate arcs, sometimes issues, but mostly arcs. And uh, But they're both terrific. And uh, the collection of characters in that book, too, has just been great. I mean, the man thing and Satana, and I mean, it's just a wild group that's, uh, again, all very, I mean, Satana is just, he, he, they, he's doing a great job of, uh, uh, Jeff Parker's doing a great job of writing her. I mean, she's this just freak of the week. I mean, it's just, it's baffling how crazy she is. And she's, you know, all up on all the guys and she loves the man thing. She's always trying to, to, to <laughs> and stuff. It's, it's, it's just, it's very funny. So, um, two things before you yeah. progress. Uh, Thunderbolts is no more. Well, well that's true. But the same, yeah, yeah. They're, what they're going to be. Yeah. They're going to be Dark Avengers again, or something? Secret Avengers. Dark right? Avengers. They, oh, Dark, Dark Avengers. Yeah. And, and number two, too bad the publishing schedule doesn't allow Kev Walker to paint his art. Have you ever seen Kev Walker's painted art? 
Oh, I don't know. Oh or my! I've seen it. Uh, the Warhammer stuff from um, no. uh, he does magic cards. He is a phenomenal painter. Uh, such a beautiful spread of colors, and the the way he paints, he 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 models everything, and the color transitions are gorgeous. He has this uncanny knack for color that he knows what colors to bump up against each other to get a nice electric vibe to the image. He's a fantastic painter. I like the way he, his line art. I love his line art. But he paints like a son of a bitch. I would put him in the in the Corbin category as as far wow. as color. Wow. Yeah, he's really good, really good. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'll, I I wouldn't be adverse to picking either one of those up. What I'll pester if, you the next time we're at a con together, like maybe in two thousand. Yeah, if, if there's I'll a love. massive, that's funny. If there's a massive <laughs> collection of the, like, if there's ever a a a, a, a Thunderbolts or. Avengers Academy Omnibus that reprints these. I will, I'll read it. Why not? Yeah, it's good. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So. You said Rocket Racer. I was like, ding. Okay. Uh, dude, Love the Rocket Racer. Oh, we kid, Come on. Yeah. So now, has he of, aged since Fallen Angels? Because I know Julie Powers was in uh, Runaways and The Loners. And yeah, he, he's... I mean, I don't know that they gave his age, but but he's he resembles sort of a 18 to 20-year-old type of person now. Okay. okay. He's you know he's still in a wheelchair, so but he but he looks. I was like going to ask, is he still crippled? He is. Still, he's still disabled. Yes. No, but you would think of the, all the advances in the Marvel universe, he'd be walking around with some kind of like. Well, that's always one of those conceits, right? It's like with the same thing with Barbara Gordon. I mean, you know, they can they can you know resurrect people in Lazarus pits, but they can't fix Barbara's back. You know, it's like right. it's, well, they they did now. Well, shh, spoilers. Sweet. <laughs> spoilers. It's been almost a year. I, Don't I, say I, that I, she's <laughs> walking. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I'm past the crackly point. You think? It might be. You haven't been well, there. But well, I haven't. I haven't spoken I really. Go I got something. This will be a quickie. It, it wouldn't. It would not. <laughs> shut up. It, it would not have been so quick had I not steered the love boat in a different course. Yeah, I read an eight-issue series. Well, it was intended as a longer series, but it only lasted eight issues. And, and I read that. And I could talk about that a little bit later, but something came out today that really piqued my interest. Once I saw the preview art, I jumped on it because uh, it's from IDW. And, and I had not uh, tested the waters for this particular franchise until now. I, I kind of stayed away. Because I, uh, with IDW, if you're in for one, you're in for three, uh, minimum. And, uh, you know, I stayed away, but I could not resist this man's art because it is very reminiscent of the work of a, a, an artist we love very much. I'll get to that in a little while. But uh, this is the first issue of the second volume, I believe, of this uh, series. The copy I got was wrapped in a scrump delicious trifold cover by giant monster master by the name of Art Adams. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. There as with other IDW books, there's multiple covers for this thing. Yeah. The the trifold color cover is the retailer incentive. Is it a Godzilla book? It sure is. The, okay. there, there's also a wraparound cover, which is almost the same image as the trifold, except the third panel uh, extends his tail into the, the scene. So you, get, uh, you can either choose from a wraparound Art Adams cover or a trifold Art Adams cover. There's also a Tony Harris cover, which is weird for a Godzilla book. Oh, interesting. But uh, you only see his foot. And um, then there's a Ryan Kelly uh, cover, too. Uh, yes, it's Godzilla number one. Written 
by David's uh, crush, Mr. Dwayne Swizierski. Swierzynski. Swierzynski. Yeah. Yeah, I try, try. The guy who the guy who wrote cable. Right. Read read Art. read the read the wheel man. There you awesome. go. Read it's that. Awesome. I have to read this though. Awesome book. It just keeps on. Art by a dude named Simon Gain. And and I'll get into that in a little while. Color by Rhonda Patterson. So there this book uh is longer than your typical IDW book. I believe it's twenty eight pages of, of art and story and other stuff, but it's still three ninety nine. Uh, the first issue features two men struggling and failing to protect the things they love during giant monster crises. Pretty simple, right? The first one is named Irving Irv Yassim, a dude with a checkered past, uh, one full of violence and misdeeds. Uh, it's a blood-soaked history he's willing to run not walk that's i had a i laughed when chris said run don't walk because I, I i put that in my little thing here uh he's willing to run not walk away from his uh past for the sake of his one true love a man named eduardo to whom he is being wed as the book opens two guys getting married so oh. DC, oh, DC, it, it, it doesn't happen you now you are getting crackly you motherless whore of a microphone, David. As is usual, folks. Once, once, no, once. There's no one else left to talk. We forced it. Finally, we finally got to talk, dude. I, 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 I read. Rock and bass. Come on, David. Dude, how cool was? I mean, did I not? I, did I not tell you that? How awesome and, was that? Right. And I had to. And I had to have the um, the closed captioning on just because I didn't want to miss anything. And I actually like kind of spell it phonetically, so it's not oh, okay. spelled. But you see it at, at the end of the cartoon in the old days. But it is so cool. And, and what Jason's talking about is in the um, in the Forever Bag episode, the most recent episode of Thundercats. Um, they're, they're, they're alternating. They're going because Wiley Wild, Kit and Wiley Cat were with took it two weeks ago, and then we went to then we fo- last week we focused on uh, Lion O and 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 um, and his group, and now we're back. In, in the dog city again so but there's a there's an there's an item basically like a bag of holding called the forever bag where took it puts all of the things he and his crew have stolen but in order to gain access to the bag you have to say the magic word and the magic word is ronkin bass and of course that's the name you saw the names you saw at the end of every episode of the Thundercats cartoon from the '80s, and it was just—it was—it was so. I love those yeah. little Easter eggs. You—you would have man. I mean, for pointing that out, that was just great. And I don't know if—if if I was as I'm watching it, I don't know if I really would have paid attention to it. As I mean, they said it enough times where it probably would have sunk in, but it's just—it's—it it goes by quick. So, and and again, it's just a magic word. So if you're just a little like if your boys are watching it, they're not gonna have a clue. They're not gonna know like you know what. It's oh, just, totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, but it's great for those of us that, that remember from back in the day. But um, there's a. Uh, I read the third issue the other day, and I am just so in love with how unpredictable Saga is from one month to the next. Because I, I, I wasn't expecting where the story was going with the third issue, and and the the uh, the horrors being involved with. Um, with with 
with the narrator's parents, and it's just, I mean, the art by Fiona Staples is still stunning. Brian K. Vaughn is just, he, every character is is unique in, in not only physically, but but in how how they carry themselves, how they speak. And, and you don't even have to look and see where the word balloon tail's going to. You, you just kind of have a feel, just, just three issues and who's saying what. And, um, and again, I mean, three issues in, and we have another holy crap cliffhanger at, at, at the end of the issue. And it's just, it's, it's a book where I finish it, each issue, and I can't, and, and I'm like, I just I want the next one right. It's it's the way I feel about like you know when I read Amazing Spider-Man or, or it's just I I want the next issue now and and that's it really is one of my it's it's going somewhere in the eleven classicers that I know and, oh, yeah. and it's just it's I I seriously I can't it it's it's a book that that I definitely recommend and it's just it's it's unlike anything else out there. It it really has kind of just. I mean, obviously, since, since we haven't had any in a while, but it's it's pretty much taken the place for me for for, for Butcher Baker, where I just I want something different, and it's it's kind of like Haunt in that regard, where it's just it's something different. It's 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 a non big two title. I don't have to. There's no continuity or any. There's no research involved. It's just I'm along for the ride, and and the, this world, this universe, these characters, and, and the whole thing with with the conversation between the stalk and the will, and it's just it. There's there there are parts in saga where you, you kind of chuckle where, where you, you just laugh and then you're 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 brought back to if you want to call it that reality where you know you just you don't know where it's going and you do worry about the characters there are it's it is fantastical and you don't know what could happen but obviously people still get hurt you you're not sure if someone's going to make out of of whatever you know, whatever jeopardy they're in and it's it's uh it I, seriously i i i'm not going to to spoil anything i don't want to get into heavy details but if 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 anything i'm saying makes you the least bit interested in in checking out saga then then just go ahead and and do it and i don't think you'll be disappointed preach i think a lot of people are checking it out yeah. they that's, should. They that's should. exciting and it is and it's, it's those day and day digital books so i mean you you can you can definitely pick up all three issues right now if you fire up your tablet or go on your computer yep yeah well you know he he's a he's a good writer he really is damn good yeah, yeah. how he am i doing he's you're great you're you're wonderful all right good. it's 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 good to it's good to have him back isn't it yes that's you know i always like seeing creators go on to quote-unquote bigger and better things but uh uh it's nice it's nice whenever they come back and um Boy, uh, he's, he's not good, rusty uh, at all. You see, I no, mean, you can't. No. Yeah, you wouldn't, wouldn't tell that he was away. So, yeah. Okay, back to Godzilla. Yay! Um, Wait, we're not done with that. No, we're not. Oh. So, so it's y- a big goddamn lizard. So you have Irv, right? Steps on at, at his at his wedding, <laughs> giving up that that life he led for the man he loves uh unfortunately the wedding ceremony is interrupted by the kaiju big goddamn lizard 
Kumunga, <laughs> a.k.a. Spiga. Remember Spiga, the giant spider seen in Toho's Son of Godzilla? Uh-huh. He was in Destroy All Monsters and other films. And, and the rampage of this giant spider levels this Mexico City cathedral, taking the lives of many of Irv's family and friends in the process, including that of young Eduardo, dead. Uh, but Kumanga is not only the kaiju to make a violent return. We're shown glimpses of Rodan ravaging Brazil, wow. Batra uh, searing South Korea, and as expected, Mothra. the big G, Godzilla himself, emerges on the outskirts of Washington, D.C. Which brings us to the second of our men with missions, a one-time British Special Forces soldier named Boxer, an aspiring cook who also doubles as hired muscle. In this case, he's hired by a Japanese billionaire named Murakami, who was maybe named after actor uh, Fuyuki Murakami, who played Dr. Tanabe in the original Godzilla. But anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, he's hired to protect this billionaire's 15-year-old daughter, Gwen. Now, the pair are holed up in this newfangled skyscraper that's touted as being completely giant monster-proof. Ha! I laugh at thee. As expected, the Big G makes short work of the building, and Boxer has to make like Jason Statham, the actor, the actor whom I believe Boxer to be modeled. He looks exactly like Jason Statham. There are action sequences in this book that you would think were pulled from a Jason Statham movie. Wasn't, I'm sorry, but wasn't there a Virgin book where where Statham was kind of the? Uh, did it take place on the docks? Oh, uh, Brute, not Bruiser. Uh, what the hell was the name of that thing? I mean, I don't mean to stray you off. I yeah, no, you're right. I think okay. so. I think so. Okay. But he, so this dude looks exactly like Jason Statham. I think that's that's the kind of tone that they want for the series, and and it works. It's very action oriented, very uh, high energy. It it barrels along in a nice clip. Uh, so the 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 side of the building is completely gone, and uh. In order to save the girl, Boxer has to like jump with her across these shattered stairwells. He's got to rappel down this blown out elevator shaft, dodging high caliber bullets from these, I guess they're Chinooks, Chinook like attack helicopters. But, and this is where I was really surprised, he ultimately fails at his task when he and the girl run into a pack of good old boys loaded for bear and they neglect to check if their line of fire. Uh, to the big G is clear, and they they shoot the, the girl. They killed the young girl. Oh, yeah. That's just like what? Uh-huh. Wait a minute. This is getting weird. Um, Spoilers. See, un- unlike Ir- like Irv, Boxer has demons of his own. His daughter was killed during uh, a Godzilla rampage on Los Angeles, an event he unknowingly wiled away in a smoky bar. Like, they show these flashback sequences where he's in a bar, and on the TV it says, Godzilla goes through Los Angeles, and then in the next uh, time they do the, the flashback, his wife is, like, beating on his chest, like, where the hell are you? Your daughter just got squished by a big lizard. Um, so <laughs> so uh, he crawls from the wreckage of, of uh, the White House, I think, in the previous volume, uh, Godzilla done caused some serious damage to the Capitol, and they were rebuilding uh, the White House. Uh, oh well, it's knocked down again. Uh, so he he's all bloody and he's battered and he's he's hot for vengeance. Uh, this is this shall not stand. And the first thing he does, he pulls out his cell phone and makes a call. And who does he call? His old friend Irv. 
I guess the two have history. So you're going to have these two guys driven by vengeance uh, on Godzilla to, to right the wrongs. Their their loved ones are dead. In, in in Boxer's case, the memory of his daughter was rekindled when he was unable to save this girl. And that's where this series begins. It's a damn good start. Unexpected plot twists in there. Because uh, they do a, a, I mean, Dwayne does a, a a good job at fleshing out this girl uh, for however brief we, we see her, it's maybe 15 pages, but um, she's pretty well fleshed out only to uh, get shot and killed by a bunch of uh, dumbasses. But, That's, um, and see, but I, I, it's, I like that in the sense that you're, unlike other casualties that just might end up getting written off in an issue that you know you 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 there's been no attachment to this is because i i'm not a big fan of when i mean when comics or when you know television shows even do that where, you know you, you you just met somebody for 20 minutes they're killed off and you're really supposed to care and it's, it's right, yeah. here here obviously i mean there there was how many how many pages of the issue were devoted to this girl or what, what did she appear a nice chunk yeah, the the, then, the, so, the the main guts is all uh, boxer and the girl trying to trying to stay alive in this building. That that's who is clicking a camera. I think that's Chris. <laughs> he's he's trying to memory. He's he's making memories of of his first time back. They're trying to stay alive in this building he's that's, that, his that's crumbling <laughs> all around them. And you know she is a fifteen year old girl making with the dudes and and what's up and let's get the hell out of here. And you were hired to save me. You're not doing a very good job. And no, he doesn't do a very good job at all. I mean he he tries his best, but it was taken out of his hands just like his daughter. <laughs> this is it, like this is like Cable and Hope going wrong. That's great. <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty cool that the the flashback sequences are are colored in a different hue than the surrounding. Uh, nice. Yeah, so you you can definitely tell that there, there's a flashback going on. But the thing that that attracted me to this book was the art. Uh, I'll be honest of uh, Simon Gain and the influence of uh, the work of Eduardo Rizzo on Mr. Gain is unmistakable. I actually thought before I, I read the text accompanying the preview pages, I thought they got Rizzo to draw Godzilla. <laughs> it, it, now if you want to check out his work for yourself, it's Simon Gain, one word, G-A-N-E dot blogspot dot com. Take a look at his work and tell me if it doesn't scream Eduardo Rizzo. It's it's really close. I mean, w without being a, a swipe, the 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 styles are very damn similar. Um, the 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 way Rizzo butts the blacks up in in the in the the best uh, ways. Uh, it's very stark, very black and white. And the colors, I gotta admit, the colors pretty minimal. There's no need to go heavy-handed on the coloring on this because he does all the work with the shadows. And and the uh, the the thick line work. Did you check out his work? Uh, Rizzo. No. <laughs> Pretty kind of familiar with it. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm done. Next. That only took an hour and fifteen minutes for Vince to be like, so not glad that he's back. <laughs> go ahead. Who's next? You are. You got to talk about your long thing. Well, no, um, it, and it's weird because when uh, I was actually glad that David brought up times. Uh, shit, I almost blew it. Uh, Thundercats, oh. be because the, uh. the the book I read has strong ties to Thundercats. 
well, let's keep it that theme real quick while you gather yourself. Um, I did want to mention because David mentioned we just with Thundercats. Recall a week or two ago, I had uh, I had noted after the Wild Pig sale that I had bought a few of those uh, Wildstorm Thundercats: The Return issues because mm-hmm. um, I thought that Jackson would want to read them. So I've been reading them issue by issue with him. And I may have to put – I had to put the brakes on it after issue number three with him <laughs> because let's just say that this isn't your – this isn't your – this isn't the Ronkin Bass Thundercats. Sexy. So the, the, it's really sexy. I mean, Ed Bendis draws it, so no surprise there. But um, the premise – and I think I already said this, but the premise is Lionel goes into the Book of Omens to train. The Thundercats have won – They've it, it, the book. This book takes place five years after the cartoon ends. Um, the, the Thundercats have won, or so they think. Um, because of that, and everything's happy, and everything's back to normal. Lino goes into the Book of Omens to train to become like a truly worthy king and learn everything he doesn't already know about the uh, Thundercats' history and their fighting techniques and stuff. Um, what he doesn't realize is that um, when you go into the Book of Omens, the passage of time is supposed to stop. So he's in there for a long time, but when he comes out, it's supposed to be pre- present day. Mumra, of course, put the spell on it so that actual real time passes. So when he comes out five years later, uh, it's not the world he left. Thundera is now totally ruled by Mumra. Mumra is not just in control, but he has become so powerful that he has now taken control. He, The ancient spirits of evil now follow him instead of him worshipping them. So he's like he's the... Uh, He's the HMIC, you know, the head mummy in charge. Um, where it gets sketchy, and that's all cool, right? Like, that's all cool, and, and the, the other Thundercats have been dispersed, and Lionel has to, Lionel and Snarf have to, uh, you know, get the gang back together and try and fight a rebellion. So that, that's all cool, and I'm reading that with Jackson, and things are great. But, like, then we get to a point, and you're introduced to Mumra's two slave concubines, and they're Wily Kit and Wily Cat. And they're full grown now, like they're entering in the Ed Bennis sexy time adult way. And it gets really uncomfortable because, like, <laughs> in the third issue, like, like Wiley Kit or Wiley Cat, uh, the girl, whichever one's the girl, is like sponging down Mumra in his tub. And Whoa. he's making like overt comments about how he has his way with her. And wow. then, like, why, and then the, the Wiley, Wiley Cat comes in. And he makes a reference to having his way with him too, and I'm like, "What's yo, that about?" Man. Yo, dude. <laughs> then they get to a page where Lionel's trying to tre- to track down um, Panthro and Chitara, and Chitara is like in chains with bloody lip, and it's clear that she has been perpetually raped by oh. Monkey Man and Birdman and the Frog Dude. And I'm like, yo, son. I gotta, I gotta get this. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, whoa. I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. So I gotta read the rest on my own before I can determine if I can finish yeah. this because yeah. it was getting awkward. I'm like, huh. I'm like, all righty then. So yeah, the um, the book's a little freaky. It's a little adult for wow. what I expected. Yeah, I sounds, may have to may have to check that out. Sounds good. <laughs> um. Yeah, so. Vince. Um, Hiya. I I definitely, I definitely see Rizzo. You know who else? It's it's weird because it's not. Gaines' work isn't as as, and he's not obviously he's not a a, a copycat or a ripoff of of Rizzo. It's, it's not like 
you definitely see Eduardo when you see Gaines' work. But yeah. I, I see, especially on his on his blogs page, I see some like Rick Geary kind of mixed in there a little bit. Yeah, that looks like his. Yeah, I mean, he he looks to do like he does uh, spot illustrations too for uh, magazines and stuff. He he seems to have a different. St- Slightly different style when he does that stuff, but look yeah. at it. Look at the at the the. Comic I was looking at the there. preview pages. Yeah, of it's, and it's 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 like it it it's like Risso, just a little like choppy, not not as not as clean or finished. I'll say, but it definitely okay. yeah. you definitely have that feel. Yeah. So the Thundercats uh, reference that I was talking about. Uh, this is a very sad story. It's oh. it's a very sad, very strange story. Uh, this was an eight-issue series published in 1985, and uh, one of the first things I learned in comics was there was there were certain names that, whenever encountered, would speak to the quality of the books to which their names were attached. And one of those names was Archie Goodwin. You can always bank on a good comic if it had the name Archie Goodwin attached to it, mm-hmm. it, it, it without fail, right? Um, and Archie edited this. Um, and I'll give you the, the elevator pitch written by the writer himself because I could never top this. It, it, it's, it says it all, this, the entire series in one little paragraph. Well, it's not little. Um, call them Indians if you must. It's no lie. Call them shamans, sorcerers, scientists, priests, profiteers, witch doctors, devils, heroes, angels, necromancers, mechanics, teachers, and you're half right. Call them master and student. The one knows mostly everything. The other barely understands the churning, inexplicable energies coming of age within him. As men of knowledge, they haunt the eons of time and space, scouring creation for what they do not know. They sell what they do know, and it was because of this that they found a talking fish. The New Jersey Turnpike, Mystic Megalis in the Mesozoic, and the Celtic and Phoenician City states along the coast of what 6,000 years later would be called America. It began with a simple lesson in mixing Cessnia, the time vapors, which flew out of control and eventually entangled them in a triangle of connivance, obsession, and jealous love. One got bashed on the head, the other felt the tug of lust, called them Cusick the Tuscarora and Dute of the Wamanak call them Time Spirits. And that's the name of the series. Uh, yeah. Time Spirits. Co-created and drawn by the unbelievably talented Tom Yates. Yeah. But it was written by a man named Steve Perry. Who wrote episodes of the Thundercats and Silverhawks for both the nice. car- so Yeah, for awesome. both the cartoons and... Yeah. And books in the Epic line. Remember when, when uh, not Epic, mm-hmm. um, the, the Star, Star, Com- Star, Star yeah, Comics yeah, yeah. line. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Time, Spirits, it, Time Spirits is from the Epic line. But get this. It, it's, it's, like I said, sad and strange. In, in 2008, Perry was diagnosed with bladder cancer. And as expensive medical treatments would have do done the treatments drained him physically and financially and he was uh near penniless and that forced kind of housing issues on him he bounced around all over the place uh but there was a hero initiative uh fundraiser yeah and 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 he bounced back but unfortunately the cancer returned and Mm. and not not long after 
uh, Perry's friends, the most recognizable to listeners of our show being Steve Bissett, uh, came to his aid once again and they instigated another fundraiser in his name. But by the time the fundraiser ended, Steve Perry disappeared. They, they couldn't find him. Right. Right. Yeah. But but at the time of his disappearance, uh, which was in uh, early May of, of 2010, he was living in Florida, sharing a home with uh, a couple, uh, a man named James Davis and his wife, Roxanne. And the, these uh, well, I'll call them what they will, uh, which will ne'er do wells were on probation for drug related crimes. And they violated their parole and they were arrested in a motel parking lot on May 16th. Uh, and after people complained about a foul odor emanating oh, from a van the pair used, which was registered to their erstwhile housemate, Steve Perry, they found, uh, finally found Mr. Perry or, or parts of him. Um, his severed arm was discovered in the van, evidence that eventually led to James Davis being convicted of first-degree murder for the slaying of writer Steve Perry. Uh, at the time of the conviction, however, all of Mr. Perry's remains had yet to be found. It's nasty. But the story gets even stranger. There's evidence that Steve Perry had purchased a lottery ticket shortly before... Get his out of here. Shortly before his disappearance. What? And get this. The, the lottery ticket had the winning numbers in a $10 million payoff. Stop uh, it, dude. I'm not, I'm, I'm not kidding. You can't... You- you can't, you can't make, make this up. shit up. Yeah. So, so they they think they can't prove it, but they think that the couple killed Steve Perry because they knew he Lottery won the money ticket. and they were going to take the take the take the ticket. Well, yeah, that's that'd be my. Wait guess. a minute, though. How would they, how would you get away with that? Because then, if you go and try and cash the ticket, I mean, I have no idea. I'm only going by what. No, but you know uh, what I'm saying. Like, I mean, yeah. there's only. I mean, it's not like there's. 73 of these tickets that they could just be like, yo, I'm but one it of is in possession nine-tenths of the law. I mean, if yeah, you, if come you just to show me. up with your ID and you show yeah. up with the law. I bought what this. I'm asking is, well, if they killed him, went and cashed the money before anyone ever suspected that they killed him for it, that's one thing. And then they disappeared. Right. But I'm saying if they never went and claimed the money, I mean. But that, I maybe that's why they were torturing him so that you know, he'd give up the ticket. I don't believe the the ticket whatever was ever cashed. I believed it was found. I don't know. Uh, you can learn a hell of a lot more about this on on Steve Bissett's blog, and uh, the Wikipedia page is pretty pretty thorough on the uh, go figure on, on uh, Mr. Perry's. Um, wow, just just very yeah. sad yeah. sad past. Yeah. But what a great series! Um, and and you mentioned a bag that um the forever bag right now what what is the deal with that they can they can put things it's basically in it. a bag of holding you just you, you say the magic word and you can just it's it's once you get into the bag it's like a never-ending factory it's just i mean there's just wow. piles and mounds of of loot and and candy and gold and and anything that these kids have stolen they're in this bag there's a plot device in time spirits where uh uh, there's a bag. It's called the Black Sack of Kig Ogum, that does the same thing. Okay, now it has the bet. You can put whatever you want, and it's like a pocket universe in a bag. Yes, you, you can put whatever you want in the bag, and it'll hold. Every, it's like the TARDIS. There's no. It, it's in, bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. And this is definitely true. Now, in any of your readings about Steve Perry's life and 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 sad fate. Was the name Tab Murphy ever brought up? Tab Murphy. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just curious because that's who mm. wrote the episode 
the forever bag. So I don't know if I mean. Well, well, maybe it's just like a tip of the hat. You know, who, know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But th- there, there's a masterstroke issue in in the eight issue run. It's issue number four. Get this. It's divided into four chapters. The first, A Boy and His Dinosaur, is drawn by Al Williamson. Okay. Chapter two is drawn by Steve Bissett and Tom Yates. Chapter three is Rick Veach, Jason, and, hey, and Tom, and, oh, and, yeah. and Tom Yates. And the fourth chapter is done by Yates and John Totalben. So it's like all of the Kubert School alumni and Al Williamson. It's it's a yeah. great issue. And again, uh, there's there are inside jokes or or sly little nods in here. There's a giantopithecus vampire named Varney. Varney the Vampire, Google it. It's like one of the first ever um, vampire characters translated to film. There's a car in here that has a license plate that says 91.1 WFMU. If you ever listen to WFMU radio, it, it it's one of the, the best freeform radio uh, stations ever and it's still in 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 existence you can you can listen to stuff on the web Jimi Hendrix is a recurring character in this series Jimi Hendrix not wow. not a, a a an android that looks like Jimi Hendrix the actual man Jimi Hendrix is in this this series it, it's unbelievably good it's almost like an indian version of doctor who they pop around time and space they have uh, a bag that can hold infinite items um and the 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 main character Kusik is very much in the doctor who mold he's eccentric he is a profiteer he's uh very flamboyant in his dress it, it's just an amazing series and again like um ecstatics you can find these things for a buck or less a piece they're they're very cheap so there you go, Time Spirits. I, I could go. I didn't want to go into all the eight issues because it, this is one of those series that you just have to read. No, it's, was it? It's was dense it? as a neutron star. There's shit going on all Thank over you. the place. Was it supposed to be eight issues? I don't think so. I think okay. it, it, it came out the same time as the Boz Chronicles right. and, and Sisterhood of Steel. In fact, I have... This is uh, one of my bound volumes. I have Time Spirits, Boz Chronicles, Sisterhood of Steel, and Crash Ryan all bound together. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I got no Moon Shadow. That was 12 issues. No, that was a definite yeah. uh, maxi series. But now I think they wanted more out of these because um, the last issues of, of all of them seem, I mean, it's, it, there's no definite wrap up to these things. Okay. Uh, for the most part, yeah, it's great stuff. I, I don't think I've ever met an epic book I didn't like. Steel Grip Sharky. I like that. I, I, I have. Uh, I'm just throwing shit out there. It's, yeah, Steel Grip was great. Saxon Violence. That was yeah. an epic book. That was that was the heavy hitters epic book. Later oh, okay, right, that was, right. That was the second round. Yeah, I don't know, about, that, I know so that, much about the second Perez? wave. That's Perez and David. Yeah. 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 Um, Law Dog, um, Midnight Men. Oh, another thing. Um, Cusick has a lot of the coyote spirit in him. So if you like coyote, you will, you'll definitely dig on this book. Dude, I mean, Epic was pretty dope. I mean, that's actually, it's funny too, because that's, that's a, that's a, um, that's a, an imprint that doesn't get talked about a lot. But we've talked about it, yeah. But I mean, like, Epic Illustrated. There you go. That's Galactic Story. Alien Legion, yeah, no, Electro no, Assassin. No, no. It's, I mean, it's Epic was Epic was. I, I guess if you're gonna compare it, whenever 
What whatever you I want. Oh, yeah, whatever. Powerwolf, of course. Powerwolf, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stanley Mobius. I mean, e- yeah. Epic, yeah. yeah. Epic was kind of like the vertigo whenever we were growing up. Yeah. Yeah. You can always be gu- guaranteed to see boobies in, in, in no, an Epic it, book. It was it was a more adult line. Was, uh, was, was the one Epic or was it Yes, it was. Epic? No, it Epic. Was epic. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, it was. Martial Law. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely the vertigo of his time. It was, and it wasn't. It didn't have the. It wasn't like Icon, where you know, as long as you were already a Marvel exclusive, you had that. I mean, because Rick Veach wasn't, you know, writing Amazing Spider-Man or anything. So it's, it, yeah, it was. Unfortunately, it was Red, Red Star. I, I, I think that was one of yeah, Marvel's big, you know, big missteps is is letting the Epic line go to the yeah. wayside. Yeah. And, I mean, they Joe, Joe Quesada. How many times has he lamented that that Marvel doesn't have a Vertigo, and they've tried firing Icon up, you know, really unsuccessfully for a long time. They haven't put you know hardly any any gas behind it. I mean, the the Brubaker stuff has been good, and and you know, kind of what's left of 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 powers um, from time to time. But man, Epic was. Epic was well, Epic right also there. did. I mean, Epic also was groundbreaking in publishing foreign material here, like Akira yeah. and a bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but let, let's be honest. Epic was a reaction to heavy metal. The 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 main Epic book, but it was, which no, it I don't care what it was Yeah, it's yeah, Epic awesome. Illustrated, sure. But it's it's you know, and and if if you go into, I mean, I remember getting heavy metal from the newsstand or from even you know Barnes and Noble, and and you can get it at the bookstore, but. Who else is? I mean, that's fine for Epic Illustrated, but like for everything else, how else is? Who, well, no, but Epic Illustrated was first, and it, and because of the success of that, they started the 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 standard size comics. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it 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 is beholden to heavy metal initially, but right, you're right. Yeah. The the singles that that was its own little little beast, didn't, but didn't grew. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was yeah. epic for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. long epic, time. Yeah, no, epic was, and it was. You could, I mean, I could actually remember. I, I remember those at the comic shop, but I mean, you, you could. I can hear the the snobs that would just read epic and and not bother. Like I said, it was the vertigo of its time. You're, right, you're absolutely right in that regard. It, it's it's, but yeah, I mean, there were just things that, and it was there was no, and thank God. There was no, you know, total eclipse or, or, or any sort of intercompany crossover. Yeah, yeah, things. you're right. Yeah. Just everybody had had their own thing. I mean, you had Void Indigo. You had you had oh, short-lived you know, Void Indigo. Seriously, short-lived. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, that one issue. Dude, they even. I mean, there was uh, Tomb of Dracula came back under Epic. Did it? Yeah, there was a four-issue yep. um, okay. prestige right. format. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had you had you had Electra and sure. and Daredevil yeah. that. Kind of went into the uh, into but that was that was probably but I mean that was more so because of not I mean probably because of the way it looked more than anything else. Oh well, I mean it was an adult title. That was that was kind of you know you know Dark Knight Returns, which we need to talk about a little bit um, if you guys have a chance. Uh, was ElfQuest was that epic? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was one I didn't, oh, what? Read. I didn't read that. Like I was going to say, when Epic was coming out on the on the stands. I was definitely in a mood where I I literally bought every comic that Marvel printed, no matter what. <laughs> For some reason, it seemed different to me. So, Epic, yeah, I, 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 picked, I picked and choose. It's good stuff, um, yeah. ElfQuest. Yeah, it's good. 
And there was the, yeah, there, there, there was Colleen Bourne's Distant Soil. I mean, there were, there were Starstruck. Just, there was, uh, and see, and that's, and, and Jason mentioned Dreadstar, which of course initially was a Marvel original graphic novel, then epic, and then eventually first. But I mean, yeah, you had, there were things, I mean, and even, even the, the Marvel graphic novel line, which I, damn, that, that's just the blast in the past. But I mean, even, even some of those stories definitely felt more in line of, of epic than, main marvel universe even though you oh, had yeah, sure. you had the new mutants and you had hooky and you had you know all these other i mean but you had like greenberg the vampire that had been great as an epic title but it was still a marvel original graphic novel. how many marvel series over the years got canceled after two issues due to uh just um critical and and uh, commercial uproar at the content Gerber's Void Indigo came out as a graphic novel, and then it only lasted two friggin' issues because the content just freaked everybody out, and it, they were. It gone. was a freaky book, yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Well, sure, it was a freaky book. But, yeah. Um, was was Epic? Was that direct market only? Yep, it sure yeah. was. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. It's Carl Potts, baby, and 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 it's yeah. funny because then eventually, even though I. I connect Carl Potts to Epic. I also just he he is so. I associate him with Punisher War Journal and layouts that Jim Lee went over when that series started, and it was just. <laughs> but 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 Carl, Carl will still occasionally email me and let me know what's going on with the nice. only reason. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, just like I mean, Carl Potts is epic, and 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 Al Milgram is Marvel fanfare, and and Archie Goodwin is everything else that's good. It's just I mean, there are just it's, it's weird how how I know we we don't want to think about. Editors with 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 their being so heavy-handed with with driving stories and and events, but there were some editors back in the day who just you know they, they knew what they were doing and they were steering the ship yeah, down right. the right course and and it just and it made for better comics and it was just I mean because we can we remember the stories but because the stories were 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 what they were. We remember the people who helped bring them to life, whereas now it's just like, oh, great, it's another event. I wonder who's in charge of that. And, yeah. and that's. I mean, no, seriously. It wasn't, all, it wasn't always. I mean, it wasn't like everything yeah. epic, but it wasn't awesome. But Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, but the good definitely. Yeah, for sure. It was the vertigo of its time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. The, right. the Barkerverse was, was not all that hot. I was going to say, I'm surprised you said that, because I was about to say that, cause, but I, I thought you might think differently because you're a bigger fan. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm a very big Clive Barker fan, but I got to admit it. I don't even, I don't even consider that. Barkerverse really. was horrible. Not, yeah, it's, not, yo, not, wasn't there even like a, wasn't there even like a, uh, like a, um, like a Cenobite versus Martial Law book or something? Yeah, like? Pinhead versus Martial Law. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say that right? Cenobite? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I thought there was. Yeah, Kelly Actually, Jones. Is that Martial Law Omnibus ever going to come out? I um, think from yeah. uh, is it Top Shelf? Who's putting it out? Someone. I, I do I, believe I Top heard, Shelf. I haven't heard boo about it from out of Top Shelf. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's at the compendium, but I don't know. Yeah. Back to Barker. The books like Nightbreed were great. Dude, and, yes, and I, and, and whenever. They would touch upon Barker stuff proper, like the Cenobites and the Hellbound Heart and all that stuff, except for Weave World. The the books were really good, but it's when he did that superhero universe. Yes, like, it was like Saint, Saint, Saint Sinner. Saint Sinner. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the oh nasty, nasty. <laughs> there you go. How about Saint George? Those books were great. The the critical mass was friggin' awesome. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan of the Barker stuff. But no, what all across the board or just the Barker verse? Like yeah, the across the board. I have to say. Wow. Oh, well, he's gay, you know. DC should announce that. Did you know? Um, I, I didn't know that. Clive Barker's gay. <laughs> Clive it's Barker's gonna be. It's gay. gonna. It's gonna be Wally West, by the way. That's what I'm thinking. You know what I heard? I don't know how true it is. I heard Billy Batson. Yeah, someone else mentioned that. that I sure, I sure as hell hope not. No, it won't. No, it's not. It's not not interesting at all. What else could they do? No, because I mean, I would say that having a teen, a gay teen character, is at least a little bit. You could tell stories that haven't been told. That's a little different than having. But but is Captain Marvel gay? Yeah. You know what they should do in the Captain Marvel first issue? No, I have a serious question. They should just have characters who come up to him and, and rub shit what? in his face, because that's what the writers are, <laughs> the writers doing. Back crawling over his grave. Honest to God, uh, the, one of the one of the most wholesome, kid friendly uh, superheroes ever, and and they got to fuck. Well, with but it. see, that's why I think making him gay would be. A, a it's gonna be Wally. It's gonna be Wally because there's nothing that. Who's to say that making a young teenage kid gay can't be wholesome? Like that's kind of the point, right? Like that's. So, so, well, I mean, that's it's going. To, I my guess, and Sal and I were talking about this at work, is that it's going to be young Wally West Barry's. Well, he nephew. can't be. He can't be. Well, that's, all right. So he we can, have. He can be whatever he wants. Right, but it's because he can't be. I'm thinking. I don't. I don't think he can be younger than Bart. But it's Ed Bart's in the Teen Titans, so I guess he'd have he could be a little older than that. But I mean as soon as Jason asked on the forum, you know, who haven't they brought back? And I I said, Wally, it just it kinda hit me. It's like of everybody who I mean if if they're trying to make it someone who at it's, one point was relevant, th- then th- I mean th- that, that's think really about this thing headline. Think about this headline. DC's Flash is gay. Now we know it's kind of like you know DC kills kills Robin. They can which they Robin? Can, they <laughs> exact well exactly. But to yeah. common person walking down the street, they killed they killed Burt Ward. All right. Um, well, I mean that's that's what no, people, I know. That's what people were thinking. And if DC you know announces that Flash is gay, well, hey, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a big headline grabber, especially since you know now that. That Green Lantern bombed at the movie theater. It's one of the last kind of core, core characters that they can have a movie or TV property out of. So, you know, I I, I, I have think to that, say I'm with Vince on this one. Like, I I honestly, I really could care less. It, like, oh, to me, oh, I don't, like, oh, I don't care either. Yeah. I just that's 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 why I, that's why I think it's going to be Wally. And if it doesn't go over well, and they want to basically push it off to the side and not pay attention to it they just kind of get rid of wally and they still have barry as the flash so you still have a flash and it's you know the one of the shared mantle characters that's why the the only other person i can think of that makes sense would be kyle rayner <laughs> but, but he's already back they're really yeah. introducing the character yeah he's one of the uh the new guardians in that in that other oh yeah. that's, right. that's right okay yeah, it's gonna be wally I mean, it, it also, I'm sure that's been in the works for a long time, this plan, but, but the, these two companies just seem to just 
can't help but piggyback <laughs> each other. Yeah, you know they I both know. do it, and now it's like okay, so we know that North Star's getting married, and so then like oh DC says we have a gay storyline. We have a gay too. guy. It's kind of sad, isn't it? Well, what, it else, is. what, else can, what else can they announce after before Watchmen? Seriously, I mean anything else would just be not as as oh that's that that's what you got. I mean it's not like Marvel could ever say oh well we have something planned for Miracle Man. Wow, well thanks two years later, but it's <laughs> it's better not, get out, get that shit moving. I know, I know, but it's so after I what what. What could DC tell you now that would be... What, what can they say in August in San Diego that would be bigger than before Watchmen? Nothing. Nothing. So, I mean, they, nothing. They, I mean, so nothing else they can say would be like, oh, sorry, so we, 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 we're going to reintroduce somebody and I was going to be gay, or she's going to be gay. And it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah, it's the, it's yeah. the reverse New 52 lockdown. Back then, they didn't have to say anything else. And and they ca- captured everybody's attention with the with right. the announcement of New Fifty Two, and we're starting yeah, everything just, over. Wanna, now they can't them. do a damn thing. Right. I mean, just want them to make good comics. That's it, baby. You know, mm-hmm. enough enough with the fucking announcements already. It's yeah. honestly, you know, out of the hundred reasons I needed to take some time off. That's that's one. I'm sick of the constant hustle, and you know, I could care less. Only if you pay attention to it, it, though, right? Well, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, and you need sometimes you just need to mm-hmm. step away from it. One thing I did hear today that I am kind of excited about, though, um, and I originally had a, a fanboyish groan about it. Uh, DC is going to do Dark Knight Returns as one of their next animated. But it's right. not. It's it's not. It's not groan worthy, dude. Dude, I've 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 seen I know. some footage, but it's 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 going to be pretty good. It I looks think awesome. It, it does. It does look really awesome. cool. Thing is, I was just like, man. It, well, it's like when Marvel did Planet Hulk. They got they got a couple of the cool parts in. But they, the layering wasn't there. I mean, because that's a no. And, no. and Vince will say, I mean, Planet Hulk has a lot of layers to it. Shit, and yeah. Well, it, see, that's, to me, that's big, like they, I, would, I would. I consider Planet Hulk to be. I mean, and to me. Like Watchmen, it's it's made for that medium. It's made for the comics. I don't yeah. need to be adapted to a cartoon or a movie or something else. It's just big, leave it a big epic story with a lot of yeah. world building. Well, Dark yeah. Knight has a lot of subtext to it, and it's a very layered. They're make it's two full length movies. Yeah, it's two parts. Nice. It's, That's the thing with Planet Hulk. I, I took a look at the runtime. As like mm-hmm. you could tell well, based on the minutes? yeah or something like that. Based on the runtime, you could tell they fucked it up. Yeah, you, because there, there's yeah. no way you can get all the subtleties of of Planet Hulk, and and yeah, I know it's ironic talking about subtleties when you're talking Congress. about the Hulk, right? But well, there's no, there's no I mean, way. That, that's a big layered world building book with. Yeah. It, I mean, there were there were like you had to basically kind of deconstruct civilizations, and I mean that was a that was a big big book. Uh, a lot of heart Hulk's, too. Oh, absolutely. Planet Hulk is my favorite hulk story of all time i mean it is everything that makes hulk it's awesome. wonderful it, it is, is ah. it's so good uh, but uh but, yeah, the, an- the animated just lost everything that made it, it cool and it just yeah you get just, the damn it, thing on for on blu-ray for five bucks i never saw it so it don't exist oh, I'm sure. five dollars uh, can we can we just talk quickly about another frank miller project that i recently Sounds encountered holy terror sure Oh, I like you didn't like Holy Terror. I, but I didn't oh. know about reading it. I didn't oh, it's it. I think it's great. But anyway, of course you do. 
Okay. I uh, speaking of getting things for five dollars, I recently bought <laughs> the Spirit on Blu-ray for five dollars. Oh, oh, stop! And, and and there is a whole Let's mess of. Can, can we not talk about? Let's talk about Holy Terror. No, 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 wait. I will say though that nothing, nothing I saw in the Spirit would have indicated to me that Gabriel Mox would be such a charming actor Dude, in the <laughs> in the USA show that I watch. Yeah. What's what's he in? Suits. Uh, uh, suits. Yeah, he's the star of Suits. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Which is but very good. A whole mess of just bad reputation yeah. hanging yeah. hanging over uh, the spirit. Yeah, no, we're, I, we're, yeah. I thought it was great. Dude, I thought it, it was a okay. really but fun movie. It was the first Netflix movie I returned without even after, as soon as after I saw Eva Mendes's ass leaving that office, I, I put it back in the envelope and sent it back. I didn't. Why? Even, dude, because it, it wasn't getting any better from that. No, Samuel is Jackson it, is, it, is it awesome time, in is it, it. Is it time to to have the intervention and keep Vince from destroying any of his credibility? Why? Uh, I think it's a good movie. Step, do we need to step in right now? <laughs> I, I don't need to have credibility. It's a it's a fun movie. It it certainly is not the source material because the source no. material was done in comics and it the movie is on film. So it can be it, a separate thing. It still doesn't make it good. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it, it's wacky. There, there's a there, the, you saw the the clones that Samuel Jackson hooks up. There's one where he's he cooks up a foot with a head on it, and the whole scene is this little foot guy flopping around on the table, and Samuel Jackson just going, "That is damn strange." I, and it, I, it's I, it's. I, it's f- I love it when my buddies watch movies they enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for David to say, "I love it when my friends like things." Yeah, I have to say, I really thought I would. In- the, the Spirit <laughs> movie would be one of those movies that um, that I that got panned, but it ultimately was something that I ended up enjoying. But mm-hmm. it's bad. <laughs> like, I thought it was really bad. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean there's some beautiful women in it, but yeah. but I mean, it 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 is it's it's one of several things that if I actually ever met Frank Miller, I'd be like, come on, come on, son. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm sure you got paid and all, but I, mean, uh, I thought you I thought you were the man's friend. I thought you were Will's friend, dude. So, uh, well, let's 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 try and leave on a on a positive note. Uh, What's early, I was. Still, I'm gonna leave you. I was. Now we got about ten minutes left. Oh my, oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Welcome back, welcome Chris. Back, it's, it's, a, it's a two-hour show that didn't change in my time away, right? So I was at Dark Tower. Chris has a way of making things quiet that we are not able to do it. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't understand how how enjoying a movie impairs my credibility just because other people don't like it. Fuck them. I don't, I don't give a shit about other people. I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> That's right. But, but, and I'm going to go on record. Okay. I, think I, I think I may enjoy Battleship when I see it. That's you cool. see, do you Vince, see Idol tonight? Vince. She's so well, damn hot. You can't. Wait, who are you talking about? Rihanna. Rihanna. Oh, oh I thought you meant that, oh. that, that little. The little no. Like, no. All right. She needs a sandwich. Vince, you, you, the spirit came out, what, three years ago? And no. has. Probably had ninety nine percent rotten tomatoes. No, mm-hmm. I've never heard anyone say anything positive about that movie. And you are I so like you it. bring this movie up, and you honestly don't expect us to kind of groan about it. Well, I, well, I mean, if you didn't like it, sure, I, I would expect you to so, groan. So but I, I don't understand I, how even like a ninety nine percent rating means nothing to me. Yeah, no, that doesn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't give a shit about. For the record, it has a whopping fourteen percent rating. 
<laughs> that's bad. Um, <laughs> that is really bad. No, I just I, I like the way it looked. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. It it it, it captured my attention for ninety minutes or however well, long. You know what? You know, what else you know, do you want? Because I will say it had the same visual appeal that uh, Sucker Punch had. You know, and that like purely on its visuals, like and you know I enjoyed Sucker Punch just like you did. And I know mm-hmm. that we're in the minority there. Um, I just I just thought again this is probably a source material thing. Whereas with Sucker Punch, I just saw it for what it was. And didn't judge it for all of its flaws. With the spirit, it was hard to do that because, I mean, it's 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 based off such a astonishingly accomplished and important. Sure. And they were comic, they were you know? they were friends. Frank Miller and Will Eisner yeah. were friends. Or, you know, and I, a lot of people see that as a huge betrayal of that friendship for him to have done that. <laughs> wow. I see, because it's not okay. Could because Frank it's not, Miller it's ever not ever come close at all? It's no. It's what? not. It's Frank Miller's. Yeah, Eisner, Eisner wasn't involved with the movie. Yeah, I it's mean, not it's, Will. It's not Will Eisner's spirit. It's Frank Miller's spirit. Exactly, and and I can understand Frank going and saying, you know what? I'm never ever going to translate Will Eisner's the power of Will Eisner's spirit to the It'll screen. It's just too. It's just he, they are. It's It'll just make, impossible. Well, so yeah. why don't I just have fun with it? The and, spirit, they're not. No, they are. Sin City Two is greenlit. They're, they're making Sin City Two. I'll be shocked if it ever happens. I just read the news like earlier in the week or, or last week sometime. For real? For real. Sin oh, City yeah, 2. Yeah. R- 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 Rodriguez, no. Sin City 2, no. Oh, I don't Sin know City 2. Sorry, yeah. I thought it was Sin City 2. Okay. okay. No, not the Spirit 2. No. God, no. I, no. <laughs> oh, Sin City 2? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Let me tell you something. This, well, I really enjoyed the Sin City movie, but let me. But even, even if the rest was poop and I thought it was good, that few minute scene with Carla Gugino, forget yes. it. I know. That's right. I can just keep yeah. reminding that scene. Oh that's, my that's lordy! But but, but you know what gets me? Uh, and and you, if you have uh, hire an actress to play Nancy, and she not getting naked. Yeah, you're right. What? Excuse me. And yeah, and, and they get they get a beautiful woman to play Nancy, yep. and she keeps her clothes on. Yeah. What? Everything else. Everything else in that movie is true to the comic, even to the people who. To, Play the parts, look just like the characters from the comic, but but she's going to keep on a little cowgirl outfit. Yep, I, didn't, yeah. I, didn't I, I would love to see her. I know, I know it's too, Jessica Alba. Too, 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 too big of a name. Too big of a name. You get somebody else. Then. I just, I don't. That's why it. I like Carla Gugino a lot because she's not afraid to get down. No. And dirty, you know what I mean? She was in the Spy Kids movies and she gets all naked and and, and, and she got raped on a table. You know, go ahead. Please. Love right, it. So can I continue my my happy story? It's actually sure. a very happy dark tower. Story. Uh, Dark Tower, uh, great dollar bin, and uh, I've been looking for the Savage Sword of Conan uh, issue that page is from, and mm-hmm. I uh, pulled out of the dollar boxes. It's issue one ninety five, and I got uh, issues one ninety through two hundred one of Savage Sword of Conan through there for uh, a buck a piece for a buck a piece. It was nice. And uh, and I was so happy. And then a week later, I don't know if you guys talked about this last week, but mm-hmm. a big rest in peace for Ernie Chan. Yep. Because yeah. he was, uh, I mean, those are all, um, the layouts on those are are all uh, John Buscema. But the more you read those, you really see that, I mean, the uh, 
those guys were really an artistic team together, yeah. and it's as much Ernie Chan as as it was John Buscema, and, and it was actually Vince who who called me out on this, and in a very in a very nice way, he, he actually just kind of made me realize it. I was looking at a Jose Luis Garcia Lopez page uh, a couple of years ago. And and I showed Vince, and he's like, "Man, you just really like those Ernie Chan inks, don't you?" And it was it was a, a page of Garcia Lopez's that had been inked by Ernie Chan, and I was like, "Wow, you know, it's I am I I realized then that I was a big Ernie Chan fan." Yeah. And uh, you know, it's uh, I saw uh, Jason mention it on either Twitter or the forum that oh, I rolled. Uh, it's uh, it, it's <laughs> it's sad that that. You know the the Filipino masters where uh, they're getting to the age that we're going to start seeing these guys know. you know slowly fade fade away. So you know we we lost. But hey, at least Dap and I got to uh, do a human pyramid with Rudy Nebris a few weeks ago. So. That's right. <laughs> he nice. is good, isn't he? Uh, but you know the thing about a, a lot of the Filipino guys were extremely heavy-handed when they when they were uh, relegated to inks. Alfredo Alcala, extremely heavy-handed. Even Ernie Chan, you could tell Ernie Chan was inking it, inking work. But you know what? It didn't matter because yeah. Yeah. It, it just didn't matter. Like uh, Chan over Basima, okay. Yeah. It's so. I'll take that any day. Yeah. What uh, What I thought was uh, was kind of cool. It was on uh, I think uh, IFC. Uh, the night, and it, it, there's there's no way that that it was because of this. But uh, guess what they showed on IFC the night that uh, that, that Ernie died. The Frazetta thing? Uh, no, Conan. They had, they showed oh, the, oh, the oh, nice. and so oh. I was just like, oh, it's uh, you know just uh, just kind of barbarian nice or destroyer. Oh, the the original barbarian. barbarian. Yeah. Um, the, the great one, you know. <laughs> I and, love and the destroyer. Know, what, what is what is what is best in life? It's best in life. <laughs> I always screw that quote up so I can never answer it. It's crush, crush your enemies, see them driven before you, hear the lamentations of the wish. That's it. Yes. Robot chicken, so. robot chicken did a really good parody of that scene. You know, I've never seen Robot Chicken. Oh my god, I think you would uh, love it. Uh, watch I don't know. Star Wars <laughs> once across them. Yeah, really, Vince. It, it's it in measured doses. And it's only fifteen minutes but long. But spirit's good. In in, in measured doses, it's it's funny. But uh, like an hour and a half of robot chicken, you'll want to kill somebody. Oh yeah, no, that's that's you're not supposed to watch an hour and a half of it. Yeah. yeah well, no, I'm just saying the the they, the it is funny, but it's it's very um, what's his face. Uh, the, the guy that was on Buffy. It, it's very Seth Green. I mean, extremely. If you don't like him or his type of humor, you probably won't I like him well enough. Yeah, yeah, no. Give, I it, give it a I shot. Think you'd like it, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's certainly inventive. They got um, some running gags through them, but I mean, yeah, no. I mean, they, when they when they oh when they make fun of um like GI Joe or or the Super Friends and shit like that, it is oh, it's, it's very it's, geek. It's it, very geek heavy. Yeah. No, yeah. You, I think you'd enjoy it. Poor it's Optimus Prime. Just <laughs> the shit out of Prime. <laughs> And you have that one fucking robot who's always humping the dryer. I mean, no, there's there's, there's, there's some funny shit. It's it's, but it is. Oh yeah, it it is funny. I I I will agree. I mean, yeah, you can't. I don't think you could pop in the seasons DVD and just. It's tough. Yeah. yeah, it's tough. It's got to Yeah, it's it's good stuff though. Yeah. There you go. What the hell? What time we got here? Let's check the clock on the wall. Oh, we got to start wrapping it up. Ah, oh. I didn't even say anything. 
Uh, well, I'm figuring the in your travels would be a good 20 minutes. So, hey, hey everybody, this episode you're, you're of show Love driving, I'm so happy, has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Get your books way discounted, extremely discounted, 35 to 75 percent off. They ship them right to your house. You don't have to do a damn thing other than hop on your computer, plunk in a few numbers, and you'll get your books a couple months later. So there you go. Discount comic book <laughs> service. Yeah, how about that for a pitch? <laughs> DCBService.com, <laughs> bitches. Um, if you, uh, in your travels, if you have a bookstore near you that um, gets import magazines, yeah, keep a lookout for... Um, and this is not strictly comics; it's it's art in general. Keep a, uh, a lookout for a magazine called I Heart Fake. You cannot miss the title. It's it's huge. Uh, looks like seventy two point type. I Love Fake is the name of the the magazine. It's a British magazine. Obviously, the uh, publishers either are blissfully unaware or refuse to admit that print is dead, because this is an old fashioned. Uh, pub publishing boom type magazine. It goes about 350 to 400 pages, square bound. It, it's like Italian Vogue on steroids. Different color paper, paper stocks, different paper textures and weights. You got some gloss paper in here. You got some, what looks like rag, um, well, real toothy paper. Um, so it's, it, print fans yeah magazine. yeah it's 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 one of those wannabe everything magazines they they focus on art and fashion and uh youth culture and music um but it, but it's a real artsy styled tome where the the models and they're gorgeous models um it's real. I mean, it's there are some shoots that are extremely explicit. This is not Vogue. Um, there's nudity. Uh, like I said, a lot of explicit nudity in here. Uh, you you will not pay attention to the fashion. You'll be looking at the models. They're all gorgeous. But there's a bunch of cartoonist profiles in in this issue, and they do an interview with Heather Benjamin. And I tweeted earlier in the week about how much I love Heather Benjamin's work. She is one nasty gal. Um, yeah. You will not forget her work once you see it. It's, it's nice. very, very disturbing. Very disturbing. Uh, in the one image, there is a very hirsute woman cramming a giant dildo into her orifice. And every line is like an incision. There's uh, another... Um, illustration for uh, a magazine called sad sex where a woman is is flaying off her own nipple with blood splattering all over and her no her oh. eyeballs her eyeballs are being pulled out of their sockets oh. and they're sad and there's there's a sad mouth floating in the air with the tongue hanging out oh but uh she's in the johnny ryan mold only <laughs> Well, Only I'll, you know, I'll, sometimes Vince, you cost me money. Sometimes you save me money. Yeah, this this will there. There's a uh, bodily fluid drenched uh, drawing where three women are going at it, and one of them has their hand cut off, 
juices are are spewing from every hole in their bodies. They're crying. Uh, down below is is gushing. It, she draws like a son of a bitch, though. You, you need to see her artwork, Heather Benjamin. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I sent a link where you could see her work, and you can see it in here. She's uh, a unique gal. That's all I have to say. Bozo the Clown is looking in on a her another her suit woman being ravaged by skulls and and pulling out eyeballs and leaking nipples and it's just great stuff. So keep an eye out for I love fake magazine. Even if you don't like the drawing, there are enough pretty ladies in this magazine. Oof. Good God, and they're not afraid to let it all hang out, so to speak. I can look at this magazine forever. Sometimes, like Chris, you need a break from comics, and I retreat to the art magazines, um, the 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 more uh, eclectic and fringe, the better. And this is about as fringe as the uh, newsstand is going to get for right now. Yeah. So Speaking of, I got I got to catch up on Fringe, and uh, it sounds like they're going to be able to finish uh, finish the series up next year. Got Are they going to do five it. seasons? Uh, 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 four and a half. Uh, way I understand it, they got renewed for a a fifth and final season, but it's a half season. So. You know, um, I just finished season three. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so good! Season three's great. Mm-hmm. Could not stand the last episode. I do not like the direction it's going in. I I just thought it was a bunch of bullshit. Oh, was that was that with the machine? Yes. They they finally got the machine together. They fucked it up. Um, no, it actually, it's pretty, uh, season. I hope season it gets better. Cool. Yeah, I, I it's love pretty, it's, it's, it's actually pretty cool. Um, good. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, but I, yeah. I thought the, the, uh, the William Bell, uh, thing that, that Anna Torv did was brilliant. I mean, you yeah, actually cool. thought she was, uh, occupied by the spirit of William, of, of William Bell. It worked for me and just the stories were great. But once he got onto that machine towards the end, I thought they, it just all fell apart. Uh, it, it it ends up being pretty cool, so but I got to see the end of it. All right, y'all correctly. Uh, my in your travels, and I will talk about this uh, a lot more uh, in the in the coming week or or two. Uh, I was lucky enough to get a preview copy of Revival from Image Comics, and it is the new creator-owned comic from our uh, uh, our buddies Tim Seeley and Mike Norton. And it is awesome. It is a, uh, they call it, uh, it's a a rural noir horror. It takes place in Tim's hometown of uh, Wausau, Wisconsin. And it is a, uh, it is kind of a (sighs) Eureka X-Files Feeling, you know, uh, you could throw in like the Luna Brothers girls uh, for just kind of the odd horror aspect to it. It's it's a it's a very interesting, odd, cool book. Um, I don't want to give a whole lot away. Um, it's it's Mike. Uh, some of the best art that I've seen Mike do. Uh, it's just it is Mike doing Mike Norton art, which is is awesome. It's different than Battle, Battle Pug, which is uh, a little bit more cartoony. This has uh, uh, you know Mike's style, but it's 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 really evolved a little bit more. Uh, so it looks beautiful. It's it's a it's a really really good read. Um, um, so 
pre-order it, tell your comic shop to get you a copy, and I will be talking about it much more in the next couple weeks. Um, it's it's going to be awesome. Revival from Image. Very cool. Awesome. Gee, I wonder how you got that preview copy. The uh, from Sal. Sal Sal was badgering Norton on Twitter, and then Mike was like, "Fine, I'll send you a copy." And I was like, "Mike, you sent me a, a preview copy too." And so, uh, so I asked, and he sent me one. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to suggest. Uh, actually, I only talked about the first issue in the past. I read issues two and three of five issue miniseries, John Carter, The Gods of Mars. Uh, illustrated, wonderfully illustrated by uh, Ramon Perez and uh, written by Sam Humphreys. This, um, it's it's the very little I, I've read of John Carter. I still have the uh, the issues that uh, the wonderful Lance Kaiser uh, gave me at uh, two Chicago shows. But the um, this is just it's uh, John Carter. Was it Mars? He was taken away from Mars, went back to Earth, and now he's back on Mars. Years have gone by. He's looking for his wife. Uh, and apparently, um, things have changed since he's been gone. And, and, uh, and they have to, uh, they escape from the Valley of Death, and, and, uh, there's politics and intrigue. And it's, it's just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It's awesome. It really is. And it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's the art is, is what's really keeping me going with this because I just I like the way Ramon draws action and and the way he uh, he lays he things it. out yeah. and and the women are, are attracted as hell but it's it's uh, you really if 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 you're if you didn't see the movie like most people or if you're just not familiar with the character if you're not reading the uh, the the books from Dynamite or, or just <laughs> if you have no idea. What what John Carter, World of Mars, and, and this world is about, then um, you you really can't be lost reading this miniseries because everything you need to know is kind of just right there, and you just and, and as soon as as soon as the the series kicks off, you're kind of already just in the midst of action. There really aren't any lulls, and and things move along. And I I was thinking about you know it's it's a five issue miniseries, and at no point have have I read the first three issues and felt that. This is padded out, or this could have been done, you know, in a different format. Or I'm not. There's no second guessing. I'm not. I'm. I'm not playing armchair editor with this. It's just. It. It just. It all just feels right. There aren't like any gratuitous like double page spreads. Or just. It just. It works. It's. It's a really good story. It's a really good series, and and it's something that uh, I will probably, you know, once once I'm done with the once I'm finished with the issues, I will probably. Uh, it, it's a book that I would double dip on, definitely. Yes. Nice. It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, before I do my inner travels, I wanted to give two quick uh, shout-outs to friends of the show. Um, first of all, uh, the 2012 Glyph Awards uh, were recently held. Uh, and for those who don't know, the Glyph Awards uh, recognize uh, um, excellence um, in comics for, um, for characters and creators of color. Um, some might remember our buddy Julian was his comic was nominated um, a year or two ago, and he actually ended up losing to uh, World of Hurt by Jay Potts, so worthy competition. But um, this year, uh, our friend uh, Sean Pryor's company, Action Lab, um, had a boatload of nominations uh, for Princeless, uh, which is uh, the uh, the uh, successful fairy tale esque comic that's. Uh, 
created by Jeremy Whitley and M. Goodwin. And um, I am thrilled to say that uh, Princeless not only won uh, a Glyph Award, they actually won three Glyph Awards. Nice. They won uh, Story of the Year, uh, Best Writer, and Best Female Character. And just to so people know, I mean, this isn't one of those things like, oh, well, who are they up against? I mean, they were up against the likes of Sarah, P- Sarah Pakelli, uh, Ultimate Comic Spider-Man, because of uh, Miles Morales, um, Chu, because of you know Rob Guillory is uh, is, is African American. So the point is they had like big time, like legitimate, new, uh, well recognized competition, and and still won three of the seven uh, major awards. So huge congrats to those guys for that. Um, and then the other shout out is something we've been talking about on the forums this week, which is um, our buddy Steve Bryant. Who has uh, been on the show before, and uh, you know, long time. Uh, he'd, he'd readily admit he's been sort of coiling at, at as our many, you know, creator-owned uh, uh, or cre- uh, uh, independent creator. You know, he's toiled for a long time to try and you know, quote unquote, make you know, in, in the business full time. And uh, a, a couple, if not a month or two ago, got word that his. Uh, his series, Athena Voltaire, would start uh, appearing via Dark Horse. But uh, this week it was announced that um, uh, Mark Wade is penning a new um, Avengers, and when I say Avengers, I mean the British Avengers um, series, and it is going to be illustrated by none other than Mr. Bryant. So that's easily the biggest news for, for Steve, I would say, at least in terms of commercial success. So um, hats off to, to both those guys. Well done. Um, and then in terms of your travels, I want you to go to the internets and I want you to log on to a site that uh, that uh, I've enjoyed for a long time and it's really, I think, starting to pick up momentum uh, and that's Kickstarter. Um, you know, we have talked about it over the years uh, and back in 2010 after an article for our fanboy saying, you know, would this would Kickstarter potentially be an engine for uh, distribution of creator-owned works and um, for the last two years they've had... Uh, Quietly put together a nice string of um, uh, of successfully funded comics projects, but you know Kickstarter as a whole is gaining a lot of momentum now, a lot more notoriety, and with that becomes a network effect. And I'm noticing that really there, there's starting to be some monstrous campaigns funded uh, for all sorts of things. I mean, we're talking multi-million dollar campaigns now for things like video games and technology, uh, and it's it seems to be having a really positive effect on comics too. It seems to me. That not only are there an unbelievable amount of comics projects being fund being put on Kickstarter, but that a huge chunk are getting funded, and not just funded to the minimum, but funded many, many times over. Mm. So, yep. uh, in keeping with Vince's uh, in your travels, I wanted to highlight uh, one particular um, project, which only has four days left to go, and that is the Smut Peddler. Um, it's a two hundred fifty page. Uh, oversized anthology that is, uh, as you might guess, um, erotic, and it's got a boatload of awesome creators, uh, including Jess Fink, who uh, yeah. of course we are fans of, um, uh, Carl Speed McNeil's uh, in there, Tom Bieland, um, just a, a real like there's I think fifty sixty creators, but it uh, looks terrific, and for thirty bucks you can get the the book. Um, and there's a bunch of other pledges as well, but uh, just hop on over to Kickstarter. There's just a lot of interesting things over there, and uh, I'll tell you what, man, it's um, it's 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 the thing I'm most excited about in terms of a, a real viable outlet for uh, independent comics to flourish, because um, 
I'm seeing just things ranging from, you know, very kid-friendly storybook ideas all the way to something like the Smut Peddler, all the way to, um, you know, bigger hardcovers by established creators all getting funded and funded in a way that's going to make it very possible for people to um, break out of the, the diamond system, which, again, was great for big publishers, but is an absolute, uh, you know, like beating your head against the wall for small press guys. And uh, I'm just really, really excited. And I think you will see it evolve, too. I think we'll see companies that will offer things like publishing services and stuff to go along with this um, and tie it into it. So it's, uh, I think we're in the early innings of, of a pretty transformative thing for uh for indie comics so yeah there's no doubt it works mm-hmm. no doubt it's exciting for the zach cruz events b-o-g-n to be solicited oh we're doing something really cool oh um, you are yeah initially we're doing something very, very oh i had no cool. idea i just I pulled out of my ass no i can't say what we're doing yeah. but you can say if we hang up it's okay all right yeah nice there you go Teehee. <laughs> 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 well, thank you for being here, everybody, and we'll be back full force again next week. We love you, and we hope you join us, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Special guest again. Yeah, very That's special right. guest. Hint, hint, we mentioned him in this episode. Oh, oh yeah. Go back and listen to it again. Man. Go back and listen to it again, although it doesn't really matter with friggin' Libsyn with their bullshit stat. Tally oh my method. god! Let it go. No, it, dude, it's you killing gotta, me. Gotta, it's it. killing me. Don't, don't, no one needs to know about this. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not important. I'm leaving it in because it's podcast. Well, th- of course thing. you do, but I'm just saying. It, it, no, that's not. It's there. bullshit. It's it's. I right, no. right. no, If you, if you if you eat a sandwich, right, and then you eat do, another do, sandwich do, that's do, exactly the same as the first sandwich, do both sandwiches not go to your belly? Yes. Anyway, I want to give a big, huge thank you before we go. To uh, Mr. Pat Loika. Oh yeah. Uh, just, I mean, I mean, we all know the dude is just beyond generous and is just a, a, a beacon of of goodwill and all that is 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 good in in comics. But he, he sends me a um, sends me a text earlier today, and he says, "If you're only going to read one Hickman penned Fantastic Four issue, it needs to be this week's issue 606." I'm like. Oh yeah, whatever. Because I mean, he's been he's been telling me you got to and, and enough people. Pat, well, and, but what you didn't and, know is that Pat was texting you from inside the movie theater where he's seen Avengers for the thirtieth time. Thirtieth time, but it's so he he's like you know seriously he's like you know, I'm like all right you know that that's cool I'll I'll you know fine I'll just I, enough people have 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 talked about it and 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 Jason talked about it and and I I respect Pat and I'm like you know eventually maybe I will check it out and he sends me a text while we're recording tonight and he says just check your email and I go and I check my email and the mofo has sent me via comicsology fantastic 4606 so That's I will, I will read it I don't know if I'll read it tonight when we're done here, but I will. I I downloaded it and now I have it on my iPad, so I will be reading it. So thank you, Pat, very very much. Awesome. He is What's the man. He is. He sure is. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm do- <laughs> no, I'm I'm doing the show notes. Putting a letter to No, I'm doing the show notes. Of course you are. Yeah, I know. We hear you typing. Are we still recording? Yeah. Why would we stop? Because the show's over. 
show's never says who stop oh yeah who is driving this car moves like Jabba you're driving car dude my boy can knock enough of that moves like Jabba from Mad (laughs) they love it they keep playing it in between cartoons lately I know they're also doing that with um, Marty from the the new um, uh, Madagascar movie Oh, I've been, you know what I've been doing? I've been singing moves like Jaga because we've been watching Thundercats. I uh, Oh, there you go. That's how I do. That's how you do, yo. Say goodnight. I've been saying goodnight, Irene. Call David. Call me. Just, I don't know. What's up, Sam?